When you have talented young men making music, it's something. But when they're all from the one family, well, it's worth hearing. And what's more, they're brothers as well. Welcome back. Episode 5A. We're back. We're back. Um, yeah, so... What have we got? What have we got planned for today, Cameron? We're going to talk about the most deadly sandwich in human history. That is true. That is very true. So basically, what that means is we're going to, you know, expanding upon that is the butterfly effect, ripple effect, or yeah. sliding so doors, or whatever. Yeah. So we're going to talk about like key points in history where the world changed, and what if it like didn't happen? Um, what would it be like in the future? Or mm. you know, why was it so pivotal? And how such a small small little thing caused such a massive effect in history or modern modern day and for the sandwich we'll get into that and how the sandwich changed literally everything you know today the only reason you are who you are and you are where you are or the reason you're only born is because of the sandwich must have been a fucking good sandwich i hope so Uh, Uh, yeah exactly i'd at least hope so and um of course today we're joined by the one and only milo milo (laughs) hello um so how's it been oh yeah pretty good eh? yeah yeah what, what you, you been up to yeah hard. <clears throat> um been surfing uh been making videos and yeah working in a cafe True. um i was actually meant to ask you because when i saw you the other day you um you meant to film a skate video but you ran into the anti-lockdown supporters yes. Yes. Did, did, are you, have you edited that or? Nah, I don't know. I've like, I haven't really thought about it. I've been, I've been doing lots of other shooting that I probably need to do before that. Mm-hmm. But like, I've been trying to think about, uh, like, how I approach it because, yeah, it's just a weird topic. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like I'm kind of thinking of like, Louis Theroux's weird weekends. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably explain like I, I was supposed to be meeting my friends for a skate to film some skating so i had my camera and my microphone and everything and at altier square and i come across like this this like a bunch of people in the square i'm like what the fuck's going on and <laughs> i see all these like i go over and investigate and it's like this big rally there's signs everywhere like like five like 5g with like a no smoking sign and like oh, anti-vax shit and like pictures like there was like this one of there was an investigate building seven sign what and the i was like fuck? what the fuck's going on and so i like just try to find someone that's kind of normal looking yeah and i talk to this one guy i'm like what's what is this bro and he's like it's anti-lockdown protest bro it's it's about like the government how they're infringing on our like rights to freedom and shit and and so I just like have this full on yarn and he starts talking about Agenda twenty thirty. And what the fuck and is that? Ashley Bloomfield and Jacinda Ardern are agents of the UN and they're trying to enforce the UN's politics into New Zealand government. And he starts like saying going deep and saying that the Christchurch terror attacks were like were fake and shit. And this was the normal looking man. This was the normal looking dude. Holy I didn't fuck. even get to the anti five G people. <laughs> Holy fuck. And so I was like, I've got to start filming these people and like talking to them. Mm. And so I do that and go around and like talk to a bunch of people and they start marching down Queen Street and shit and Yeah, it's just it's like a whole amalgamation of people and like no one was there for the same reason. It was just like the underarching umbrella of like, fuck this lockdown and the government. 
and our freedoms are fucked. But there are people there for 5G, like anti-vax, Jacinda, lockdown, like anything, Everything. bro. Yeah. Holy fuck. It was fuck. a lot of people. It was a huge march. I was going to say, how, do you know roughly how many people win? Or? Like half of our tier square was packed. Fuck, yeah. a lot of people. Like, yeah, yeah. Over a thousand, maybe two thousand people. Well, because it's interesting. Like when I first saw that, or oh, started hearing about the anti-lockdown protesters, I remember they were organizing something during the first lockdown. And when it happened, there was like three people in Altair Square. I'm like, look at these clowns. But mm. then when I saw that, I was like, holy fuck, there is a lot of them. I mean, in comparison to the whole country, that's yeah. not. I mean, obviously they're not all going to go, but. Um, Still. I was still surprised to see that many people there, yeah, and the right. footage that you captured. I mean, I think I mean as, as uh, like I told you the other time uh, when I saw you the other day, I was like, I mean, I don't know if I'd be bold enough to start interviewing these guys because yeah. they'd be start preaching their ideas on me and start attacking me for not. I'd be worried that they'd just get a sense of, yeah, I don't I'm... believe in that kind of shit, you know. And Were you just... wearing a mask at all? <laughs> I was gonna say, imagine if you're wearing a mask, that would yeah. be like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one was wearing a mask, eh? and like, I don't think I wasn't there because I don't. I'm just really bad at paying attention to anything and having like my facts right and shit. Yeah, I'm not a good debater. Yeah, so like, I just went there and was just like asking them questions, like just trying to because I had not, I'd never seen it because I've been we were all in our own little bubble of our information, so we all get our own ideas and stuff fed back to us. But this is the first time I'd kind of seen, like, a huge amount of people with, like, sort of directly contrasting views to me. Yeah. And so I just wanted to know, like, what, what they were doing. Fuck, that would yeah. actually be so interesting. I would love to see that. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I, I definitely want to edit it up at some point. I've just got to, yeah. Yeah, please do. Where are you going to post it? Is it going to be on your Instagram? Probably Vimeo. I don't know. How yeah. Can, how, I mean... To the 40 people out there listening, man. <laughs> How can they find your, your Vimeo? Uh, Vimeo.com forward slash Emil Inglis. E-M-I-L-E-I-N-G-L-I-S. Safe. We'll drop a link into your old Instagram. <laughs> Hell yeah, motherfucker. Hell yeah. In the yeah, bio right. of the podcast, go listen. Oh, go watch that shit when yeah, it's got out. 18 videos up, two subscribers. Oh, well, make, make that four. Shit, man. <laughs> and I can guarantee by knowing Milo, they're going to be hella interesting. From surfing videos to whatever, yeah, to be visually yeah. spectacular. To be honest, I've watched a couple of your Instagram videos and shit. I was like, "Fuck, that looks sick!" As thank you, bro. Oh, talented. Oh, Very honestly, talented does, man. and especially if you're like into surfing as well. That shit, like, you don't even have to be, but mm. fuck, it looks good, bro. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm stoked. I actually just deleted my Instagram app. Oh, <laughs> well, do you, your page will still be there, or have you deleted it? Yeah, it's that? still there. I haven't deleted the, the account because you know. On you though. Yeah. Uh, just after watching that fucking uh, social dilemma, yeah. <laughs> just that reactionary, eh? Like yeah, as honest, soon as I finished watching it, I'm like, ooh, bro, not not a bad, not a bad idea though. Have you watched? Because that one, well, I to be honest, I've watched the first like half an hour of that. I didn't get quite to the end, but I really, I only started today. But um, I also watched the Great Hack as well, and just a mix between both of them, like holy fuck, hmm. they're very much like the same sort of. Doco, have you yeah. seen that one too the yeah bro mm-hmm. yeah, i love that that was really good but the social dilemma looks really good i really want to finish it yeah it's, it's fucking it's good. really good it's super intense and it just makes you aware like i mean you'd kind of always known there was something fishy going on with social media and you've got these 
preconceived ideas about it but then this is actually deep dive and talking to the people who are involved with I was gonna creating say, these things they got some high ups in that video yeah, like yeah. people that the dude that made the like button yeah god on yeah. facebook god yeah. damn like well it's a lot of people that were really up there well, so, the guy who made pinterest he yeah. was also like the Part lead facebook right the lead monetizer of facebook yeah, so like he was right. the one who figured out how to, how it made money fuck me holy shit this for like from all the other do- like documentaries i've watched on this sort of stuff like yeah they've had some like important people but from this one i don't think i've ever seen anything from like the inside like this potentially yeah and like the interesting thing is is like they're just sort of you know like young millennials sort of like chill people and yeah. the whole like the the cool thing at the end is they're like this thing has turned into something pretty toxic and it's like fucking up humanity in some ways but it was never meant to be there like well they say that at the start as well because i haven't seen the end but like they even at the start they're like it was supposed to be something really good like connecting lost relatives and blah blah Mm, blah mm. and then turning into the shit show it is now exactly they mentioned they met at um at one point they mentioned you know it's not a tool at all it's more I can't remember the term the terminology they use, but it's not a tool because, you know, tool is there waiting for you to use it, whereas all this stuff is looking at you and then selling that data or using that data against you, and then they're benefiting from well, it. Well, the freaky thing is, like, well, I, I've done one marketing paper, but, like, <laughs> fuck. Um, they, is our they resident say, expert here yeah, on yeah, marketing? Yeah, well, let me tell you about marketing. Now, well, they did say something that kind of resonated with me from the one thing I have studied, and it was like the fact that they've turned you kind of into the product like they mm. they well the engagement of from you becomes what makes the money and like how you change your like opinion on things and an and interesting quote from the social dilemma is if you're not paying for it you are the product i was just gonna say that mm. Mm. yeah and that's that's freaky as fuck man yeah i haven't got to that point but i'm looking forward to that shit yeah. what the fuck nah. yeah because i feel like when Facebook started, nobody was like thinking about how they made all their money. Yeah. But then you read like now it's obvious that it's, they're selling our data and harvesting our data and shit. But uh, I just lost what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, all good. No, bro. but to be honest, like yeah. The, oh, one well, thing I was gonna say, like fuck, how much money is in that shit, bro? It is ridiculous. Too much. Well, they're the biggest corporations in the world. Yeah. I remember what I was gonna say now. It was that they they've figured out like this perfect business model which is pretty much just like generating money and they've they've made it like this and everyone is fully addicted to this thing and it's like why would they need to stop it it's like there's no there's no there's no need for them to stop it other than the fact that it's fucking up humanity mm. but it's kind of like this battle between like like human human goodness and profits yeah like ethics and money yeah Yeah. but but the worst part is we don't we don't really know it because it goes back to that whole thing of inception they're the ones planting it there in our brains and we don't think much of it do you know what i'm talking about like Mm. it's just like uh, well i was gonna say if if i'm reading what you're saying like if you watch like the great great hack it kind of talks about how they got all this data from well so the great hacks about how donald trump used advertising to pretty much become president and they collected all this data and then they 
analyzed it and realized that like okay we can pinpoint swing states and we can pinpoint them with advertisements and stuff to try and vote like to convince people to vote for donald trump they literally change the perception on what you think just through looking yeah. at videos and shit. Not, yeah. not even clicking on them but you just see like um well what they did is like oh mexicans coming through the border and doing mm. all this horrible shit and they would pinpoint all these advertisements at people in swing states yeah to that, try and get these people to vote for donald trump yeah i mean that is exactly what i'm talking about like it's inception like they're yeah. planting that with their algorithms and with their supercomputers and you don't even fucking realize yeah yeah that's but so it's, freaky it's just the recommended so tab though that's the thing it's like you you click on one video and then you got recommended a whole bunch of videos yeah and it's just like the, the super version of that where if you fuck up and end up in the wrong part of the internet and you start thinking like oh yeah this is this is not too bad then eventually you'll just get that shit fed back to you over and over again and it will just completely change your opinions from one side to the other yeah like if you're if you've got that personality type because the whole the whole great hat thing was they were targeting people who, who were sure. sus- susceptible well yeah. like yeah like sort of yeah in the middle unsure of which side to go yeah and they could have done it easily for Hillary as well, yeah. but it was just Donald Trump was the one paying the business to do it for them. Yeah, and that's yeah. A quite an interesting thing. If you look at the amount uh, Donald Trump spent on his election campaign versus a lot Hillary, of it was to the well, he spent yeah, he a lot of it was to that, but he just spent way fucking more. Like oh, I can't, really? to be honest, I can't was, remember definitively, but he spent a lot more. And was that out of his own budget? Do you know? Uh, I can't tell you that because I, I remember so- seeing something a few years back about that. Like a lot of his campaign count came out of his budget. Probably, I, I have no idea. I mean, to be honest, man is a billionaire, but yeah. Well, he sh- I'm sure he got a lot of donations and shit from mm. other people too. But um, one other thing that I quite like about the social dilemma is how they actually um, do the visual storytelling essentially so it's you know how they they stage the certain Mm. things to kind of tell a story kind of like a little movie yeah yeah it's a little movie just kind of illustrating the effects on it and just so we can see kind of an average family and the effects on um you know what they are talking about but coming into effect into an actual family although it it ain't real well it's just social portrayal of them yeah social media affects family Mm -hmm. was that how you'd say it i can't say i haven't watched the whole thing but yeah it's 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 i mean it's like it's a fiction family like yeah. it's not a real family they're actors but they're all you know they're acting and how it affects real families essentially they're a substitute for real families kind of thing quite a cool outlook yeah i mean i don't know it makes it a little bit more user-friendly kind of understand but it's more palatable for sure yeah but yeah yeah it's good i don't know it. like the the dramatization thing in documentaries can be like head or miss uh, big yeah. time like i feel like this it it was definitely helped the documentary but like some of the aspects of it were kind of I, th- I thought a lot <laughs> of it there was oh no no i was gonna say before like there was a bit there was definitely some moments where it seemed a bit far-fetched like at one point in the doco or in those kind of segments um the mother bans the phones do you remember that mm. scene and then like the daughter goes up like she the, the mother puts it in essentially like the safe lock box and um then during dinner and uh one of the daughters goes and smashes it i'm like no one would do that it's kind of like some no one would do that so like just say no drugs yes yeah yeah like 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 over overdone like this is what phones will do to your children yeah (laughs) yeah they'll ruin they'll scramble their brains yeah yeah no i think i mean in that respect i think it's you know just unrealistic like i don't think that's gonna happen but I, i just in terms of 
reaching out to a wider audience when they see that they can kind of visualize what's happening and you know. i think there was definitely aspects of it that were really good like it's kind of like an accelerated version of of what happens to people like for example with that the protest that i saw um that i was at on over the weekend it's like kind of parallels the the sun in that documentary yeah. quite a lot because he again it's like sort of i guess over over dramatized but he like comes across some weird political ideology on youtube and starts like Mm. getting his recommended tab invested with all the videos and starts like getting really into this ideology and ends up at a protest but that does happen though yeah exactly but like it shows that those effects actually do happen in real life like it can kind of change your perception on reality yeah like what you think it is well an interesting one that they touched on was the uh the pizzagate i was talking to you about this earlier today cam but Mm. you know do do you remember that it's Mm. like so pizzagate was uh for every pizza that you buy it's equivalent of one person getting trafficked so all that was related to the yeah yes yeah yeah so it was like uh um every pizza these pizza companies are like trafficking rings which i mean sounds so unbelievable right and it got to an extent where these theories were being seen online so frequently and by people these algorithms being used against these people and making them believe this kind of thing where there was that i don't know where it was in the states but there was like a vigilante essentially that went into a pizza store with a gun and was like show me your basement i'm gonna Mm. basically take down this pedophile ring there was there was no basement in the first place there was nothing none of this was happening um but it just shows to like how like you know it's weaponizing people essentially they're they're going to perceive this as a problem and then they're going to take actions into into their own hands even at a more fundamental level just changes the way you see reality as you said before like it completely changes well what you see you pretty much mm. see through the lens of the internet like things that are necessary not necessarily true you can make up rumors and shit and make them real it's so powerful it's such a powerful tool well a great visual thing that they did was at the start of the podcast uh at the start of the doco it's like these essentially it's like 40 year old white guys controlling what are the puppeteers called you know with the strings and all that puppeteers Muppet, they are just called puppeteers yeah, i think so yeah that's oh, okay yeah. well i've not I'm sure there's another word. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Fancier um, French one, probably. Puppeteer <laughs> <laughs> um, works. But essentially, yeah. that's what they're doing. They're just controlling from above and then without you knowing, like just subconsciously making you think a certain way. Well, because the, the bit I saw anyway, they literally have like, they know exactly the move you're going to make or they know what personality you have to like an extreme degree of accuracy. And it's just from like what you do online and posting shit like man that is freaky shit and from what i was studying at university even the like um university lecturers and stuff are like questioning they say like marketing has always had the problem of like not having enough information to make these choices but at this day and age we the question is we have too much information like should we have this information and no we should not have the, like the amount of information we have online that's ridiculous mm it all comes down to those fucking terms and conditions eh oh that no one all, reads them we all didn't read at the start they are <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> fuck well yeah this one thing if you ever talk to the original mark the um he he uh the lizard himself mark zuckerberg <laughs> he, yeah well actually my mark oh yeah the uh, mark 
oh, yeah, oh, Mark oh. and the Aliens, oh, Mark. Sorry, that's who you talking about. He um he is so skeptical about the stuff that goes online. He hates having anything about him. He hates how like they know about him. He doesn't have Facebook or Instagram or any social I was media say, because is he of disconnected. He from that. he tries to be as much so as possible because he well he was before his time he knew about the stuff like that's why he's never got facebook or anything mm. and to be honest good on him yeah. I, I actually see why he didn't do it because they have way too much information on 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 us like it's ridiculous fuck yeah yeah at least they know the better mate oh i 100%. think so i think so to be honest i think that leads into a great bit to our uh yeah our main so podcast the, the, well yeah the main topic that we're going to talk about is obviously the butterfly effect and whatnot and the sandwich the sandwich which we're about to explain um, yeah so we'll we'll get into the part how it leads to um to, the, to what we are now essentially but yeah do you want to do you want to start us off cam yeah for sure so uh, as we mentioned before we're going to talk about how like certain little things interacted so what they create, they create a ripple yeah they create and then, a, such a massive ripple it that can be the tiniest thing and then all you, you know it changes the entire world on extreme you know cases on extreme cases yeah for sure like yeah like definitely extreme cases but they're huge and extremely important and the first one we wanted to talk about um well we want to start it off with world war one because uh, i think for modern history that's where it all started and it's kind of yeah. affected everything as we know it today yeah for sure. um and the the first incident, or obviously what started World War One, was the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand. Um, yeah. and Franz Ferdinand himself. Yeah. And um, how this happened is kind of a really interesting story in which kind of pinpoints this whole butterfly mm. effect. Uh, and without this incident we like what you know today wouldn't be the same yeah yeah and uh, so i guess luca if you because you're the man that's been doing the research if you want to explain the story so <laughs> i don't actually know the dates but um well obviously the archduke was assassinated and this sparked world war one yeah how did this happen okay so it was um one could call it a shit sandwich <laughs> yes it was yes, the yes. biggest shit sandwich yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I don't, I, I'm not sure on the dates, but it was obviously pre World War One, so I, I'd imagine soon it was like 1914 or yeah, yeah, very, or like very that. soon. Um, I'll but, fact check that. Um, what happened was a guerrilla group, uh, don't know the name of Serbians, uh, assassinated Franz Ferdinand, and uh, what the what the thing is, he. Um, God, my mind's gone blank. <laughs> well, okay, so I no, can... No, no, I can do this. I can do this. You, um, you got this. The... He... So, Franz Ferdinand was in a motor... Motor parade or whatever. Motorcade, yeah. Motorcade. Yeah. And, um... Well, I can tell you the date. He was in a motorcade on the 28th of June, 1914. 1914. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what month? You said June. June. Oh, you said June. <laughs> I did say June. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so... Um... Yeah, so they these basically these guerrillas were trying to take out um, uh, Franz Ferdinand, and the first attempt failed in the same day. And what happened essentially was the after the the grenade went off and failed the assassination attempt, the driver hooned off because you know as went, you would <laughs> as you would. And then they're going to a hospital because the car behind them was exploded, and they just want to get the fuck out of there. Um, and 
I don't know. There's just so many little things that. Wait. So their so their first attempt was they they threw a grenade. They threw a grenade at the car and, yeah. and got Trying another to blow it up. car. Yeah, it bounced yeah. off the yeah. back of the um, of Archduke Ferdinand's car yeah. and landed on the other car and it blew yeah. it up. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So, so already, I mean, it would have started something nonetheless if that actually was successful. Yeah. But um, as these guys hooned off, the driver was going towards the hospital, took a wrong turn, basically, and. Went down a side street. Probably using Apple Maps, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think we have to pause that story there for a second because then we get to the assassin. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, God, what, what's his name? Um, oh, God. Uh, pro, uh, give me a sec. Yeah. Anyway, we'll just call him the assassin for, for now <laughs> until Cameron gets the, gets the name. Um, but he... Uh, yeah, so they take, the, they take the wrong turn and... They go past a deli, essentially, and there happens to be another guerrilla fighter there, and they're not expecting anything after their first attempt. Um, but as this man is, you know, sitting, eating his sandwich outside the deli because after this failed attempt, uh, he sees that the uh, motorcade is literally right outside the deli, and... It, excuse me. And he uses that as an opportunity to go up and kill them. Yeah. So kind of it just what I'm trying to say is if he was there just to get a sandwich because of the failed attempt and if he wasn't there at that specific moment having that sandwich he wouldn't have seen them. And Yeah. Well, what I, yeah, that's true. What's his like, name? What's his name? His name was um I can't say his first name, but it was his surname was Princip. Princip. Um Serbian and, man. Yes. And so like, let me just get this straight quickly yes. just so we're on the same page. Yeah. So was he part of the group that threw the original grenade? So, yeah, that's what and I was going to... And he was like, fuck, that sucked, bro. We we failed. I'm going to go yeah. grab a sandwich. Yes. Pretty so much. It's, so it's, it's, it's in the same that, day. It's so, in the same day. Like, literally... Yeah. I was going to clarify. We don't... We haven't actually figured out whether or not he was in part of the... He is part of the wider group of the mm. guerrilla group that did throw the grenade. We don't know if he was there when he On threw the, the grenade. Right. So, he was part of the assassination attempt, but we don't know if he was part of the grenade part. Right. So, that that part failed, and he would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's pretty lame. So, he went to go grab the sandwich after the assassination attempt, and he went to grab the sandwich. He and was in the deli. He was in the deli, and then, lo and behold... What pulls up right outside the um, the deli? Literally, the car made a wrong turn onto the same street as this dude after his failed assassination attempt, and he was getting a sandwich, and they pulled up right in front of him, and, and he, he went outside yeah, and, and he, shot him. Yeah, like he uses what that opportunity? Yeah. and the, the the such a massive coincidence. Like the driver took the wrong turn, he the the assassin managed to go to this one specific deli, and, and all it all of, it all, all lined of the up. city, and wow. it all lined up, and yeah. he went outside and he shot it. Now. Mm. The most significant about part about this is yes, he shot him, blah blah blah. But the outcome of the shooting was should, well. Should we explain like how the assassination kind of like what followed after this? Like why? Well, did that's exactly what I was going to lead into. Oh, okay, so yeah. like, what? Why was this assassination First like all, leading? I just love the fact that people in those times are so ready, so willing to stand up for their beliefs that even when they're grabbing a fucking sandwich, they're like. That's a person I need to kill right now yeah, because of his the sandwich. Fuck the sandwich. <laughs> fuck the sandwich. I'm on my lunch break. Yeah. I'm just going to quickly kill this world leader for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and then go about my day. And I, and, I feel like, and I feel like it's kind of important to to know that this guy who ended up 
carrying out the assassination was 19 years old. So oh, young, good man. So <laughs> yeah, younger than us. Yeah, younger than us. Um, and he, yeah, so he did that. Obviously fucked everything. But from that, what happened was, because these Serbians, yeah, the, the, the guerrilla fighters, um, they, the Austrians were, after the assassination, God, um, asked the Serbians to apologize for what happened. Which, to my mind, kind of doesn't really make sense, because it's like, why are you going to ask him for an apology? Yeah, because you have to remember, the guys that assassinated him, was it was a guerrilla group. It was a terrorist, essentially a terrorist yeah, group. like not part of the government or no, anything like that. it was like if a terrorist did something today, you yeah. don't associate that with the government, yeah. it's a terrorist group. But Austria was asking the Serbians to apologize for what happened to Franz Ferdinand, and the Serbians refused to apologize, essentially, and... Uh, the Austrians declared war on the Serbians, and then the Serbians are backed up by the Russians, who are allies with the UK and America. So they're they're backed by them, and then obviously Austria is backed up by Germany. So it's these two higher powers that are kind of funding and also supporting these lower countries, and so they've both declared war on each other, and then that's how World War One started. Pretty much, yeah. So the bigger countries just jumped in on the small mm. arguments because they were backing their smaller country. And they, and they all go to war wow. with each other. So it's just like a street brawl. Yeah. And, and the bros are just coming in. Yeah, it's like the little... Fend bro- for the little guy. Yeah, it's like yeah. your little brother gone to a street fight, and then all the big brothers came in and yeah. like started a fucking giant little, street yeah. fight. Little Billy, what have you done? Yeah, <laughs> yes. little Billy trying to pick on Joe, <laughs> and then all of a sudden... Bloody Big Billy comes along and beats up Joe's big um, Joe's bigger brother, and that was World War One. Yeah, fuck. And so, I mean, already some guy assassinating. Uh, I mean, it's an important person, but it's already led to a mass world war. The which first pe- world war, yeah. which people at the time thought it was going to be the war to end all wars. But I mean, to me, it just seems like such a silly reason to start a war. Yeah, it but, kind of does for two uh, like two little countries. I mean, I'm sure there's other reasons that. Uh, well, I to don't... be honest, there are there are always other reasons. Like Germany, for instance, at the time was growing at such a mass rate; it was concerning. Mm-hmm. Or the reason why Russia, uh, Russian revolution. Bri- well, no, well, the reason why Russia and Britain and France were all in, uh, allies because they were worried about how fast Germany was growing at the time. They uh, were like okay. just expanding Paranoia. at this, this crazy rate. Yeah. Mm. And for fair reason that like, to be honest, Germany, uh, Germania, that's all, all always, the wars, bro. Just paranoia. Yeah. Well, German, yes. German, Germany's always been a crazy country. They've always expanded and yeah, mm. no, been, yeah, they've been wild. So they were very worried. So it was always going to be an issue. So this kind of just sparked this fire, but the circumstances that caused it were ridiculous. Literally this one man who decided to get a sandwich at this exact place caused a world war just because he felt like a sandwich at that exact deli. And that driver took the wrong turn. And the guy got assassinated. And then just trying to tie things up. So, you know, f- for people that might not know, World War One was actually the cause of World War Two. Yeah. So because- well, this is the interesting bit because, like, you think, oh yeah, so he caused World War One. That's pretty bad. But then it caused so much more. So mm. the World War One. It's just those ripple effects again because of that first war. You, you get know, World- you get Hitler. Um, well, he was involved in World War One, so it built yeah. up his resentment against. Uh, well, to be honest, I'm, I don't know how it built up but as it built up his his resentment against jews uh during the war because a lot of the jews were officers at the time and uh there there is a story i can't remember exactly um it was towards why he got a medal um but yeah he he got he hated the jews for this one reason um and then after the war he 
had this residing hatred for the Jews, um, and then he went on and forth and did that. And then they had obviously the problem with World One. One of the biggest issues initially was the but he great didn't, he didn't he didn't start the Second World War because of the hatred of Jews. No, 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 no. So the the, the one of the main reason was because of the Great Depression. Yeah, because the Great Which Depression was, again co- a cause of World War One. Hundred percent. So the tr- the Treaty of Versailles that was signed after World War One. Caused massive economic issues for Germany, mm. which spread to everyone because obviously they there was huge economic re- repercussions of World War One. Everyone was in debt because it was so costly. It's not cheap to run a war, and so they put all of these ec- uh, economic repercussions on Germany, and they had to pay off everybody else. And what that did pretty mm. much is made Germany like just oh, it was shit. Obviously, the Wall, Wall Street crash. No one had money. Germany didn't have money. No one had money. Everyone was angry. Germany specifically was very angry for but many reasons. He, he, you know, Hitler used these. Um, yeah, he, he used it as an excuse to rile up all of Germany. Exactly. Yeah, no, and he then did. kind of got them all on board, and then you know, including yeah, the hatred of Jews, and then you well, know, it goes on to him involving. Well, that's uh, in, invading Poland. Well, and, that's exactly. Well, what Hitler did is he was so. He, to be honest, he was a smart man. He used this hatred, and people were suffering so badly. Like no one had food, no one had money. Every, jobs were like hard to find. So he used this hatred um, and desire to to kind of boost his political political career. And to be honest, the man was smart. He was a good economist. He managed to make jobs. Uh, he built uh, the Autobahn, and then he um, made laws once he became Chancellor of Germany in 1933 mm. um, to, uh, if, there, if you were 18 and you were a man, you would go into the military, so that way you'd have a job. Let, um, let's, let's tie it back into the... Well, that's what it's going to say. So this all comes to one piece. So he did all of this, and Germany loved this because he was trying to fix this problem, and it led to World War Two because um, he had this force and development and this yeah. hatred for Jews. And then he invades Poland, yep. and then, you know, the, again, the superpower, the bigger superpowers get involved, and then that's World War Two. Yeah. But So, you know, just going back to the ripple effect, it, so many things came out of World War Two. Like, just, I mean, off the top of my head, simply computers, you know. Yeah, the, Alan, Alan, Alan Turing. Turing. Yeah. Um, and... Well, if he... I mean, 1950s, like, the boom of like sort of the american lifestyle and industrialization mm. well and- yeah as you're saying like america was the number one superpower coming out of um world war ii that and russia yeah. they were tied for the superpowers the cold like, war yeah because america funded well not funded they pretty much made all their money off world war ii because they were producing tanks and uh, weapons and all this stuff so um like america was already on the rise for sure um coming up to world war ii but World War Two just boosted so much of their profits because they, money's all um, war is all about money. So yeah, America definitely made. Like, they were saying I, I remember listening to it might have been a document like the Ken Burns documentary series, but it's interesting to think that pre World War Two, America like obviously, in our world America has always been like top dog. Yeah, yeah, big, yeah. Big boy alpha. Yeah. But yeah. before then, like they weren't quite at that level no, like no they were kind of like they were probably still pretty big but it would have still definitely been like sort of britain oh definitely. And yeah, the yeah, other yeah, places yeah. pre world war Two is britain's world and the american military was like way under equipped for anything like that well like they had they still had like horse battalions and shit well you know? yeah i mean i was gonna say what, what was it like 1865 they had their civil war hmm. um and you know that's a whole nother thing but um 
they weren't they weren't what we know today. I mean, of course, but the main ruling superpowers was definitely prior to World War One was you know the British Empire and like all these European countries, France maybe. But it's because Germany. of these wars and what they were what were pushed out of them is what made world war oh, is what made america the superpower that we know yeah well that's the that's like such a, we bring it all the way back to this bloody sandwich like to think that this man who was getting a sandwich and just coincidentally was able to murder this one man led to the first world war which led to the second world war and all like everything you know today is pretty much come from the second world mm-hmm. war the idea well alan Turing inventing the computer um initially to decipher nazi code i was gonna say films as well films right? yeah let's go into films because uh you'll you'll know this uh milo because we talked about it last year is the fucking um how german cinema yeah german cinema cinema and how um obviously a lot of the jews migrated to america mm. during world war Two because they were you know <laughs> nazi was invading all of their countries and they were and they did not like like jews (laughs) yeah yeah and they like get the fuck out so they all went to america because you know they saw it as a safe place and they got into the film industry because it was quite big in um in you know germany germany well i was saying germany was essentially like hollywood pre pre world war ii like Mm. it was it was making the best shit they had all the hits before, in like the 1930s and shit even. Yeah. So like, if like one effect, potentially, if that sandwich was never eaten, <laughs> is Germany. <laughs> We'd all be fucking watching German well, movies yeah, right well, now. No, that's that's what I was going to say. Like, it's just like, like, I don't think Hollywood would be nearly as big, but also the majority of the film industry would be in Europe, essentially. Mm. Which I find, I mean... I just find that so interesting. We'd just be, you know, the films that we have today, like, obviously, there'd be no Steven Spielberg, all those classics. But because, you know, all of the uh, modern filmmakers take, um, what's the word, influence from all the, the older films as well. So these Jewish filmmakers that migrated to America at this time and then were making these certain films, they wouldn't have had those influences for the films that we know today, essentially. Sure. And I think just the market would be based in Europe, essentially. Yeah, I was going to say, well, like, if you consider World War One and Two didn't happen and you did have this film, like, the, the hub of film was still in Europe and Germany, that kind of would change your perception of everything. Would, would that mean that also, like... Um, well, fashion would be different yeah because think about like the you know a lot of influence for people i mean today but also you know 40 years ago is you know people watch these films because they have no you know they see these amazing cool people on screen they want to they want to look like them they want to dress like them well i was gonna say they... english has become kind of the international language like in aviation for instance the one thing i do know what's about, this got to do with fashion well i'm not gonna say fashion so much it's more the the overall idea is like for english is the uh the length well in aviation right everyone has to know english that's the international language yeah if uh america hadn't become the superpower and germany had somehow being the country that rode through it all and we didn't have any oh, world wars right, right, nice. would we be speaking german for like an intent like everything would be focused around german english wouldn't be this overwhelming language that runs through movies and uh is the international language for aviation it would all be 
potentially but, German. But that also goes back. Oh, it goes to the question: Is like, what happens if the Nazis won the world? Like, well, <laughs> we would all be speaking German. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, first of all, <laughs> well, everyone we left. know, every, everyone we know, wouldn't be here. Like, just sim- simply put, like, That's I'm just. Oh, I got blonde hair and blue eyes, mate. I'm sussed. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I would be dead. <laughs> yeah, that and the Japanese. I wonder what would have happened after World War Two when there was just the uh, Japanese and the Germans left. Because they, but oh, right, if they won it, yeah. So imagine mm. like the Nazis won World War Two, and then it was the Japanese, the Italians, and the Germans left. What would have happened? I think they had it sort of sussed. So like Japan would be sort of in control of the Pacific. Maybe. And... Would, do you think they would have taken America? Japan? Yeah, I think they were going to do it. So like, sort of like how Russia and America split up. Germany. Germany. They were going to split up America, you know? So, like, Japan would have the Pacific side and then Germany would have the eastern side. So, the Atlantic Mm. and shit like that. Yeah. The... What was the... I don't think... The Berlin Wall? It would be the... Well, the, well, the, the equivalent of the Iron Curtain, as they called it. Yeah, well, it's would Churchill. be in America. Well, no, no, Churchill, yeah. <laughs> the Ohio Wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah the I, Texas Wall. <laughs> it probably would have just been some crazy fucking, you know, what? J- Japanese racial purity holocaust and then what, German racial purity holocaust. Yeah, because, what? like, both of those, both of those Axis sides like operated on the on the view that like yeah fuck we're we're the best bro like we're the mm. best race but that that's true and i i like i agree with you 100 percent. but i my question would be what would happen once it gets to the point where they've done all they need to do and fucked humanity as much as possible and done some horrible shit when it gets to them they're the last two races would they get to the point where they're like i want your shit yeah would they germany They'd completely dog each other yeah because 100 italy would shit their pants and <laughs> yeah, fucking, fucking crumble Lira. under nothing <laughs> um and then i reckon japan would go fucking hard for germany and yeah. germany would do the same well i don't even think it would get to that stage no. bro because well, i never like, did obviously but no no but i mean just even because they would have nukes i think mm. um and it's just like uh there's just always going to be you know the extremists are the nazis so i think there would probably be a nuclear fallout mm. yeah it was yeah it's gonna be true. one anyway so fuck yeah. it you know tomorrow yeah <laughs> we're just waiting but isn't it crazy that like those two small countries three small countries like were able to take on the whole world yeah and, and they like, did so with good effort yeah good bloody effort i give them two like a b b plus oh yeah. fuck i'll give them a solid a they Merit fucked advanced. some shit up <laughs> yeah yeah but like way too close yeah but it's mainly because like the states didn't get in until later on like pretty much as soon as they got in they started pushing them back it was just like they kind of had the element of surprise and they just started invading motherfuckers left and right yeah japan was like yo we got all the islands sussed that's us we'll we'll make it to australia but before they got to australia america was like nah bowl and they this is my professional historian uh i love it well i love it but like they could start pushing them back straight away a fun fact for you actually for about germany uh, I mean, sorry, not Germany, Japan. Um, they because they were probably the most least equipped coming into World War Two. Um, well, quite pre World War Two. However, there was a um, a British. How so? 
quickly. That, well, uh, in terms of the aircraft, really underdeveloped. Just military in general. Yeah, so like no, in terms they of... They the, hadn't lost a war in 300 years. That was their whole buzz. It's like, we're the shit, bro. Like, yeah, but, fucking, but coming... But technologically. Yeah, coming into yeah. the Western side of everything, they did not have anything. The ships were shit. Mm-hmm. Um, America was just developing ships um, where they could like launch aircraft off their ship. Um, and Britain was doing that. They just, you know, started doing that quite capably. Um, however, Japan was still quite behind. Um, mm. And Japan actually stole a British engineer or naval ship designer or some shit like that. And he pretty much gave away um, English secrets to the J- uh, Japanese and told them how to do all this shit and designing these ships and stuff. Mm. And he pretty much designed them a naval fleet. Um, specifically, I can't remember his name, but he specifically designed um, ships that could launch aircraft uh, from ships. And guess what that fucking led to? What? My Pearl Harbor. Shit. Yeah, so um, if they, if this one guy had refused to go and work in Japan for these guys and pretty much betray, betray his company, uh, his country, he you know, may have never even got to the point where Japan was involved in the war in the first place because they mm. were completely under, under-equipped. Another additive to that on the American side, because, like, it was pretty much just each country was just stealing every other country's smart people. Yeah. Because, like, after the after the World War Two, America yeah, would right. just, just was like, we're going to rax every German scientist because mm. you guys know your shit, and we're going to create a thing called NASA. Well, there was, well, there <laughs> so, was literally... They called that the brain drain when they were stealing all the communist... Um, yeah. What, what, what does Joe Rogan say? It's Operation... Fuck, oh. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Well, the literal the literal name from when they were Operation stealing... Paperclip. Ah, That's yes. it. Well, the literal name from when they were stealing, like, smart cunts from uh, Eastern Eastern <laughs> Germany. They were, bro, they were stealing some smart cunts from it's, Eastern it's, Germany, yeah. and they fucking called... It was the brain drain, because that's literally what led to the... Fall, well, what the beginning thing that led to the fall of the uh, USSR. Yeah, well, it's, I was going to say Werner von Braun. He was yeah. the head scientist at NASA for... Where is it, NASA or NASA? NASA. 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 I've just embarrassed myself. (laughs) NASA. NASA. NASA was the first one into sparse. I'm going to go by NASA from now on. Yeah, NASA. Have you guys seen, not just a little side note, have you seen the Challenger documentary series on Netflix? I have not. Inform me. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I wouldn't, don't watch the uh, whole thing. Uh, What is it? It's just about how, um, the Challenger space shuttle blew up on live TV. Mm. Oh, America was. I've seen ads of that. Yeah, it's, it's quite. Been... It's like interesting, so but they stretch it out too much. Is oh. it? Is it anything about conspiracies, or is it just about you know it's telling just like, that story? It's pretty much just saying that they knew there was a like a pretty bad fault with the the shuttle for a long time, and they never really bothered to fix it. And there are a lot of people thinking, "Fuck, this is like." this is going to go bad someday and they were pretty much gambling every shuttle take off um so they weren't even 100 they yeah, were yeah but but because um they were trying to make it as if space travel they were trying to make it seem like space travel was going to come routine and like a thing that's like easy for man to do uh, so it was like a marketing thing and they and NASA really liked having people watching their space launches uh, and publicity yeah. and and Basically, it culminated with uh, the most recent one of their space shuttle launches, the Challenger. They got a a teacher to go on board, like just a normal elementary school teacher, so they could kind of say like, "Well, 
we're so good at launching people into space that we Look don't even need a teacher. Yeah, he we don't even, even need do a trained astronaut to do it. Mm. And, and so that got lots of attention in the country. And so when it was happening, everybody was watching on TV. What year Ev- was this? Quickly, nineteen eighties, eighty six. Oh, okay. Maybe? So oh, much eighty five, eighty six. M- so longer than the Apollo missions. Like, yeah, 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 further than the Apollo missions. Yeah. Okay. So it's like when the like the classic space shuttle looking. Oh right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so like all the all the school teachers, you know, students were looking at it on TV, and it launches gets like sort of pretty high up in the sky and it just blows up live on TV. Jesus. <laughs> Everyone in the country sees it. They just immediately see seven people fucking die in an instant. Especially after America just been like, yeah, look, everyone can fucking just go up there. Everyone's yeah, going to yeah, be able yeah. to go up into space in bloody a few years, mate. Yeah. And then, boom. Boom. They <laughs> did. And everyone's just like watching like, oh, like what was that's not supposed to happen right that's not it and then yeah. it turns out yeah that's interesting up. though that you were saying that you know they weren't 100 percent sure that was going to work mm. even after they because you know within history I, I can't name the amount of apollo missions that had failed but wasn't it like the first or second one just blew up on the launch site yeah i mean it's it's an incredibly risky thing to do but yeah. they it's kind a, of a massive rocket yeah the narrative is that they got sort of arrogant because everybody in in the country was treating them like they were heroes because like you can fucking send people to the moon you Mm. guys are awesome Mm. so they were kind of thinking like we can do we can do anything and they weren't looking at the they were just thinking they could keep on getting away with what they were doing without without really being fully responsible for yeah. Making sure everything was perfect. Yeah, because this is also around the time that they were sending people up, just, again, normal people, but, like, they were playing golf on fucking... Wait, am I making this shit up? Oh, like, I, sw- no. I swear one of the last Apollo missions, like, when they there did, was, yeah. there was, like, not trained astronauts, it was more, maybe not teachers, but, you know, they weren't fucking Neil Armstrong or whatever. Hmm. They were literally playing golf on the moon and shit. Yeah, well, I was gonna go take it back to that what you were just saying. Uh, yeah, sorry, I believe... for, sorry for that tangent. No, no, no do I, not no. apologize <laughs> for that. That is oh, what no. we love. Yeah, we I was gonna say the Apollo one. I believe it was. I'm just quickly looking. I could be wrong, uh, but I believe the Apollo one was the uh, one that blew up on the uh, launch pad uh, due to a fire. Yeah. So, fucking. That's some wild shit. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Man, we've gone on quite. We've gone quite a way through history. We weren't even trying. I was just um, quickly googling, like what things came out of World War Two. Yeah. And what the old Google has to say is the first number one was computers, which we already quickly touched upon. So to be honest, though, holy hicker, there's such a massive thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we wouldn't. I mean, who's to say what would actually what would have now, but. Would we have the internet? Like, I, I mean, maybe that could come. Maybe that's inevitable. But it well, would. I, well, what we were talking about earlier, Cameron. Was, was, yeah, that's what I was about to bring up. We, you know, if these wars didn't happen, if that sandwich wasn't eaten, we might be living, you know, 50, 60 years in the past. Yeah, because the technology is exponential, and yeah. it's seen as soon as these computers were invented. I mean, it goes in the social dilemma. 
Like, it, there's literally a graph. It goes fucking insane. Well, like, I, what, I don't know the numbers, no, but, but... that's what war does. Wars create... Well, there's a massive shift in mm. focus on it's technology. It's the extreme. Yeah, they, they're they trying need to push it. everything. Yeah, they need yeah. the technology to win the war, and that's mm. why there's such a focus on technology. That's why... Um, well obviously food gets rationed but ev- all the focus goes into the war money yeah. goes into the war everything goes into the war people go into the war yeah. and so really? does that <laughs> yeah um, but that focus goes everything no disrespect like, though no from like every science resource that com- um, a country has goes into winning the war and that science focus was amplified because there was like this d- desperate need to win the war yeah. so they have to focus on technology and that's why there's this exponential growth in technology like mm. the one thing i do can safely say i know about aviation wise is like aircraft if you look at the growth in aviation from 1903 when the wright brothers discovered flight from to 1945 in 45 years they discovered the jet engine well, that from, was, that from was, the first basic flight. But that was because of the first war, because they was, it was such a, you know, that's when the dogfighting was, right? Well, yeah, so First World War was there's a lot of dogfighting and you're still like using radio engines. Aviation engine. combat. Yeah, well, they were using a lot of radio engines. The aircraft were a lot more mm. basic. They were still just, you know, playing off the discovery of the Wright brothers and just, uh, you know, refining it. But by the Second World War literally so you went from radial engines and biplanes covered in literally canvas skinned aircraft to aircraft that could fly with jet engines you know the um uh, schmidt me whatever schmidt um literally was the first jet engine discovered by the germans oh i thought that was a man no or maybe <laughs> schmidt it may have been <laughs> mr schmidt <laughs> no but literally the like they went to a jet engine from flying bloody canvas planes in the first world war right, like there was right. such a radical change yeah. and that that engine from the Messerschmitt was um used schmidt. in schmidt <laughs> used <laughs> so dumb but yeah well to think about it 1945 was the end of world war Two. yeah by 1969 they had designed the 747 which is like the most iconic jumbo jet you know the one with the hump in the front mm. and 20 or 30 years you know okay i'm 30 40 years they had discovered 69 you said 1969 i just want to point that out for the record 69 hump (laughs) nice just sidetrack this into (laughs) but like cameron's getting salty he's like ruined my story let me talk about planes (laughs) but like there's such a radical difference in like technology it's insane man like to Mm. think from 1903 we didn't know how to fly we didn't have anything that could fly we had hot air balloons and zeppelins um but by 1969 we literally had a plane that could carry yeah hundreds of and people then, and then you look about uh what was fucking 66 years prior to that what was the difference in technology wise well, so, especially in flight there was nothing yeah but like well, 66 I mean, years before um, technology wise it's what, just once it's just once these wars happened, technology just fucking hits the... You're right, though. It's like, the coke, bro, and goes insane. Yeah, literally, 69 years before um, the world, the wars, mm. literally, we were still in the industrial age. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're like, we're, we didn't have cars. We we're like, literally didn't have cars. Ford hadn't created the first car. We are still on horses. Um, and then uh, 69 years after 1900, we were literally flying hundreds of people thousands of kilometers across the world in a matter of hours in a goddamn hunt i definitely think like the the technical technological advance from the wars is like obviously huge but then you can you can also say that 
the like most recent technological advances in the past 20 years going into like the internet and information age mm. that's not i mean obviously like america's always at war but it's not like a whole world war time do you think we do you think it would have taken longer but we would have gotten to that point anyway or well, do you think well, we needed the dramatic events well, of world war one and two this is to the, push that, us this well, that, is the million dollar question yeah that i was gonna say that's the question because we just don't know because it hasn't happened no but all we know is what we have is Definitely because due of to the war yeah because it's exponential but i mean it is it's something to you know think about well, i was i was saying to luca earlier today like we could potentially have not necessarily the internet but we could have something different that we can't even con- like comprehend um like what well, how do you comprehend the internet in the first place but mm. we could have something different um if we wasn't if we didn't have any world wars we could have some sort of other technology that uh, replaced it but that we mm. just can't even comprehend we but, just don't know though but to answer your question do i think it's inevitable yeah probably i think so it just would have taken a lot longer probably but it might just be different i think and it, it just goes yeah again to the war's exponential growth yeah well i think if you look at it in a basic way if we didn't have the world wars we would just be like 30 40 50 years back in time mm. like 2020 would probably feel like we're in the 60s yeah yeah they definitely accelerate the growth for sure because there's no bigger competition than than fucking putting your country on the line yes, to yeah, to yeah. stop another country it's yeah. like you you have to force the innovation and everybody's motivated to do it because literally everything's your lives on the line. Are, everybody everyone in your country everybody's lives are at stake for this 100%. so like fucking think smart shit now smart boy (laughs) if you don't figure out how to make a computer we're all gonna die yeah but we're gonna lose at the same time those smart people are still in the universe so i feel like they'd still be innovating but it's just like not not at the same rate not the same rate it's just like there's like a little spike in but but, also another actually a really important bit to think about is also the funding that goes behind these people because at a normal time a government's going to be like oh we don't need to make a computer yeah so like they don't get the funding so alan turing for instance they would have been like oh cool he wants to make a computer but what for it's going to cost us so much money for nothing i mean that's what i was going to say it's like these smart people are out there but what gives them to read the the reason to make that that thing yeah when your country the war is the reason because they have like like you said the alan turing he made the first computer which is jack shit but like huge at the time no no yeah like the technology compared to what we have now is minuscule but like he made it to what was it to intercept encoded the the enigma which was the nazi um um, coding machine Mm. so they could send messages without uh, anyone else knowing what they were saying anyway i kind of want to wrap up wrap up this world war ii war conversation i mean we can for now we will probably touch on one thing just before the wrap up yep another butterfly effect thing there's a story of world war ii in world war one hitler was fighting on the german side obviously i think basically like there was a there was a british soldier who came across hitler and nearly that kept, is like nearly shot him. True. hitler was I injured have... or something and the british soldier came across him and decided not to kill him mm. just out of like Imagine respect for humanity yeah yeah and he... hitler had like a big portrait of him in his villa or something like mm. to say shot bro you didn't kill me now i get to take over the world imagine being that guy yeah imagine being that guy <laughs> you're just like, like Duh, fuck. if i shot this man literally could have stopped the biggest war in history mm. we well, we were googling it before it was like 118 million people died 
Oh no, this was World War One, wasn't it? Yeah, in total, oh, bro. No, it was it World War Two? Jesus, well, I, I, can't I do know. I no, do, no, it was World War Two. Sorry, I do know the minimum deaths for World War, attributed to World War Two were sixty million people, yeah. and I think the maximum estimated was one hundred eighteen million. It's like yeah. fuck, that was in six years. Yeah, and you have to think about yes, that was in six years, and to think about the terms of like how big the population was at that time i think we had only just got to 1 billion people or something around the time this is just off the top of my head i could mm. be wrong but we're still at seven that's yeah. a tenth of the world population killed yeah if i mean if that's if our stats are right yeah but think about how many more people we would have today yeah oh it'd be ridiculous we mm. would have massive overpopulation problems you need another war bro <laughs> to be honest we're just getting bored eh? a yeah. like i reckon everybody's amping for one we just need some guy to be the bad the bad guy Kim Jong North Korea let's fucking do it bro just take him (laughs) I know you got that nuke somewhere just fucking pop it (laughs) just just do it we all want it bro pay per view (laughs) (laughs) everyone's buying that shit yeah I'll be watching we just need a world war just just fucking sort out America bro that country is fucked Rome Rome has to fall bro. bro Maybe New Zealand's the next America. We're going to take oh, on We were saying that today. Mm. New Zealand's going to be, like, of all countries, New Zealand is going to be safe as fuck. No one's going to nuke us because we... Who the, what are we going to do? And we're going to be the world superpower out of the fucking nuclear <laughs> the sneaky, holocaust. Yeah. The we'll be, we'll be waving the ashes. The we'll sheep ride supreme. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, we're, like, going to be on the beach waving our fucking jandals, like, yeah, 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 nice one. Yeah. We're just seeing a nuclear holocaust in front yeah. of us. But we're cool. We're nah, we're chill, chill bro. Yeah. What, what the <laughs> fuck are we going to do? Throw a sheep at you? I think not. <laughs> um, yeah, so quickly before we end the, the World War Two discussion for now, I just want to quick fire some of the things that World War Two produced. Um, so number one on the site says computers. We touched on that. ATMs, kind of the same thing as computers. Yeah. Super glue, apparently. True. What would uh, the world be like without super glue? Bro, pretty important. Bro, we... That's detrimental to human civilization. Uh, I think so. Fucking <laughs> couldn't fix my couldn't fix my Lego shit. I wanted to glue them together so yeah. they're permanently. With my puzzles, bro, that'd be a fucking mess. <laughs> How dare they? Uh, penicillin. Oh, now so, that's fucking that, important. Because that's something we didn't really touch on at all. Was the medicine? Because true. I don't want to drag on too long for it, but no. Just, so know, much quickly. Yeah, the medicine. Huge was again rapidly increased exactly the same as the physical hardware technology mm. yeah it's a, it's the same model of you know cunts are dying we, we need, need to do something yeah we need to do something about it so we're going to rapidly do this and to find solutions because it's just that extreme cases well <laughs> that doesn't yeah no that's really true I, I, I condoms have already been invented but what, condoms condoms had already been invented obviously but i was going to say weren't they they were oh no sorry they the were sex, mesh no 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 it was the sex dolls i don't know if this is true the or toys. not this needs to be fact checked big time but um i'm pretty sure sex dolls were used in the german army uh to stop german soldiers fucking um like random chicks and getting all these diseases so they implemented sex dolls this I could be like so that's wrong such a german fucking idea right yeah. really i was gonna say i feel like that's that's quite i feel like the british or the allies did something nah, quite similar. Nah, i've heard i've heard the germans did this now nah, look they're all this on could meth be, as well eh? yes they were fucking like yo we gotta hold <laughs> these guys off on well there's crack. a great there's a great there's a yeah. great biography about how hitler had a drug problem and this all led into like german soldiers having using meth to fucking spark them in and go into 
war and fucking mm. crazy counts. But yeah, they I'm pretty certain they used sex dolls um to stop German soldiers fucking like well, random would French it, would, chicks. Would it just be That's in their so fucking sick. in their backpack a blow up bloody <laughs> fucking sex a doll fucking... it's like oh, i mean i could fuck this bloody french all right class we need to bring the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only the essentials yeah yeah what do i bring my gun obviously hmm, either my my food rations my water or my sex doll take this sex doll we need this, this sex, sex doll for sure i'm way too horny <laughs> well I, again Hans. Could could be wrong, but I've heard this rumor a few times. I really hope you're right. Yeah, but, yeah, to be honest, yeah, me too. I've just said yeah. this on record, so yeah. fuck, I hope I'm right. I think that's so funny, though. That you're right to me, bro. I'm going to roll with that, eh? I'm oh, just going to tell thank, everyone I know. Thank you. That's a compliment to me. <laughs> um, just continuing down the quickfire list, yep. number five was satellites. Ooh. So I feel like, mm. I mean, that's kind of more understandable because obviously there has to be computers. I don't think we would have gone to the moon. Well, if also, there was, jet you know, engine. Jet engine was created yeah, by we, a German. We, yeah, we already touched on that. Thank you. Well, but the, how do you get satellites into space, cunt? That's all I'm saying. Fuck you. <laughs> Carry on. Number six, freeze-dried coffee. How important. Whoa. Freeze-dried coffee. <laughs> Don't even know that was... Cafe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no you've done it again. Mm. <laughs> me up. Mm. Mm. Radar. Ballpoint pen. Oh, actually... Interesting. Mm. No very interesting you said radar real quick without radar because the british implemented this and the only reason the british didn't get fucked over by the germans in the battle of britain was because of radar and hitler believed that the radar towers were insignificant and that they should just go straight in for london and then what happened is those radar signal he because he didn't realize what they were doing those radars were detecting obviously all the planes coming in and they could tell what they were doing and the germans obviously had a way superior um air force but they mm. kept getting fucked over and they didn't understand how and it's because all of these radar towers so the, one of the only reasons britain won the battle of britain um or battle yeah battle of london whatever um was because of these radar towers which is super significant uh if they didn't have this that britain altogether would have been fucked fun fact it would have been like when you're playing a role-playing game or some shit and like this guy who's way higher level than you and he's like how the fuck did he get that it's like germans like bro these guys got radar <laughs> like what what level is this guy and then america's like i want to unlock been that fucking fe- been fiending super hard like day and night like sweaty ass role-playing world of warcraft shit <laughs> and they've got the they get the atom bomb we just fucking clack the game bro can i just quickly mention that my crazy ex-girlfriend literally was related to the guy that won pretty much the battle of britain yes he so she was the great oh the great uh, what, niece what of this? um uh something park don't stall bro what something was it? park something keith park. park keith park sir keith park um, man has a memorial at Motat too. Yes, his plane you, is there. Yeah, literally in Motat too. If you go down to, it's uh, pretty cool. Tauranga, cool. there's heaps of. Uh, there's like a uh, museum there. If you go to England, there's a statue of him. Uh, if you go to the museum, one of the planes in the museum is his aircraft. He, the man's the most decorated New Zealand soldier. Of I feel all like time. I feel like you deserve a medal. Thank you for dating her. Oh fuck! Don't get me into that. <laughs> Bitch was crazy. I don't know how she was related to one of the greatest New Zealanders of all time. (laughs) 
but fucking the man was pretty cool and i was i was kind of proud that like i was like fuck i fucked the chick <laughs> that was related to this motherfucker i am this i am you, you're doing one for the country bro i, <laughs> I should have married into that family bro not worth it bro that family was fucked Wow. Bro, you'll be happy. Number nine on this Google list is jet engines. Should we talk oh, about it again? Yes. <laughs> jet engines. Let me just break it down from the beginning. <laughs> uh, so this podcast is about the uh, origins of the jet engine. So it all starts with uh, the Wright back brothers with... <laughs> uh, forty years back, and we'll be going this through this year by year, month by month. <laughs> so the uh, beginning of the jet engine begin. No, fuck that shit. I'm not going to drag you through that. That's what I'm studying at the moment. Fuck that. Let's I make it carry on. No, jet don't... engines are interesting, bro. I wanted to be a pilot for a second. Did you? Straight up. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I took a flight lesson, bro. I've flown a plane before. So have I. So we all have. I've fuck done yeah. more than you, cunts. Fuck you. What have yeah, you done? Okay, we know you've got the biggest mustache. Uh, well, I've done 37 hours of flight time. Shit. Yeah. I've done... You were there when I did that flight. Can you How take long? off and land? Yep. Yep. I can I can take me from the just a plane. bitch Cessna, though, so... Fuck you. The Cessna 172R <laughs> is a beast of a plane, bitch. The Cessna wouldn't have been there for the, without the sandwich, though. No. True. No sandwich, no Cessna. <laughs> no sandwich, no Cameron, no Cessna, no nothing. <laughs> That's the saying I live yeah. by, bro. No sandwich, no Cessna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think about that every day. <laughs> what else is on there? Is the Cessna a type of plane? Yeah, the Cessna 172R, one of the most like important planes we use to teach pilots today. Wow. Yeah, well, the Skyhawk. It is the ultimate fight plane. Bro, it's actually a beast of a plane. If you want a plane that maneuvers on the spot, that's a good-ass motherfucking plane. Do, do you remember... The, the, I've told you this story a few times now, Cameron, but the first time that Cameron came over to my house, um, he was, I mean... Uh, knowing Cameron, he was very into planes, and he was telling me, I think next weekend or some shit. This is because this is when you like every fortnight or whatever you'd go fly a plane. Yeah, and I, I think I, it was I, my um and like my lessons. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think it was the following weekend or some shit. You were telling me you're gonna go fly a Cessna, and the first thing I did, I can't believe I did this. The first thing I did was Cessna crashes, like a <laughs> compilation of Cessna crashes. I'm like. <laughs> What a what a cunt! Who like just literally just trying to make him paranoid? And I was and like that's to a make good this, friend right there. Bro, bro. we were we be. were we were fourteen, and, and I'm I, like, yeah, let's go look at some treasure. And I was flying, crashes. and I was flying this motherfucker. Like, yes, I had an instructor with me, but I was flying, and this cunt was trying to put me off. Like, cunt, dick. I could have fully died, yeah. and it would have been all because of you. Yeah, you you would have got the nerve. Like, fuck those crashes. They've got to me. But none of that would have Me. happened without the sandwich. No, without the sandwich. Mm, the sandwich. Fuck it. Oh, you're right. what kind of sandwich it was. Yeah, though. same. Yeah. Do you reckon it was, Hopefully where, it was where were they again? In Austria. Austria. It's oh, probably... It shit. It would have been like sauerkraut. <laughs> Brussels sprout. Yeah. I hope it was some nice cheese and a good ham. I really hope. Well, Nothing... Well, like, to be honest, ham and cheese sandwiches fucking bang sometimes. But it would have been like depression... So nah, it would've, it would've been like fucking maggots and No, nah, it was pre pre depression. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It World was World War One. It was it was his last sandwich ever. Yeah. Man got took Did he die after that? No, so what happened was because after he assassinated the Archduke, he um I mean, I say this, but he was weirdly only sentenced to twenty years, well, which is was, still which is still a lot of time. But that was but, due because he was too young. He was nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But think about that now like let's say the the people that he killed was royalty imagine if 
There's today. Of, someone like went to England and shot a duke yeah. in front of everybody. No matter if you were 19 years old, I think you'd get fuck more than 19 years, bro. 20 years. Oh, 20 years. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, definitely. And, but, I would have thought so. In but, broad daylight in front of, like, you shot a mm, man and a woman mm. in a car that was super fucking important. Yeah. Especially if you fucking started a war. God damn. Yeah. I would make an example of that bitch. And he, <laughs> he, he, he died before the end of World War One. I. I think he died a few months before it actually yeah. finished. But he knew that he started it. Yeah, he was basically. alive during World War One. Um, but yeah, he died in a fucking Austrian fortress because of ter- what is it? TB tuber- tuberculosis. Yeah. Oh, Arthur Morgan. Yeah. Oh, he knows. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, he fucking knows. <laughs> Good man. Oh, a a man, man of culture. Uh, yes, we like, we like to see it. When he fucking, in that cutscene, when he coughs on him, I was like, are you... F- don't tell me he's going to get did sick. You pick did, you, did you catch on to that fast? I thought like, I thought like, I had the thought of my. I don't have the. I make the calls, but I don't have the confidence to like commit to it. So I was but like, "It's in your head." Well, to, I was, to, in to my clarify head, I was what's happening, like, by the way, just so we're not completely <laughs> a nerd world. Yeah. In this game, Red 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 Dead Redemption Red, Two. Red Redemption. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alerts. This you do a side mission, and this cunt is sick, and he coughs on you, and then later on in the game, one of the main the main character gets sick. Yeah. He gets diagnosed with tuberculosis. Yeah, yeah, and he and you don't really notice that this dude because it's a side mission. You don't realize mm. that you get coughed on by this guy, but you picked. Yeah, I was like that. Uh, to me, I was like, that's weird to put that in there. Like, I was like, why would they show him specifically like coughing blood that, on his face and then like wiping it off? I was like, that's, fuck, don't tell me he's gonna get sick. And then no like, that's and some, then that's like some high IQ shit right there. <laughs> no, bro, I'm not smart at all. And uh, he picked, oh, he picked up. He picked up on that. No, fast. you just you just know fucking movie cliches. And then was, he starts he starts fucking coughing eventually. Yeah. Like they just start putting it in throughout the game and you're just like fuck no he's not gonna get fucking sick and Bro, die. i was so, so slow with that man i was just like he's coughing fucking he's walk co- it off bitch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably got the flu or some shit yeah i don't i mean i don't know i, I thought he was just gonna get gunned to death or some shit yeah well i, I just i also read did one is like because they fucking kill off john mm, marsden in yeah. such an epic fashion i was like that's gonna happen to arthur as well well that's what i thought like, he has I to th- die there's no way he's living through this game Oh, yeah, yeah, but I thought he was going to get gunned down or, like, he'd run away because obviously he's not in the first game which because mm. the second one is a prequel to the first one. Yeah. So I definitely thought, like, oh, I mean, he has to die, right? Or they're going to have to explain it. But it was quite late game. I'm like, nothing is happening here, right? Yeah. It was but a long-ass game. All, uh, yeah. all I have to say is you wouldn't have, wouldn't have experienced that game without... The sandwich. Without Princip going to get a sandwich. You but wouldn't have Red Dead Redemption well, one, what if, two, another. Do you think? Do you think if he never got that sandwich, the gorilla group would have killed that kind anyway? Well, that's a question. He definitely, they definitely could have happened. It definitely could have happened, but we don't know what could have happened out of it. It could have been different circumstances. It, don't, you, ruin don't, yeah, don't ruin our tagline. Don't ruin our title. Fucking ruin the sandwich nah. bullshit, bro. What nah, if it, his, his mum said the same thing? Yeah. Like, Luca's mum said the same thing. What if he just got murdered later? Like it definitely yeah. could have happened. But it could have been different circumstances. It could have been diff- It could have been the same. And even if it wasn't anything to do with Franz Ferdinand, do you think tensions at that time were high enough well, to start a world war? If there was yes. any other little like 
sort of ember that got into the well, that's into a, the matches. I 100 yeah. percent agree with you because at the time Germany was growing at such a rate that it was really concerning, and that's why Britain, France, and Russia made a, an alliance. So definitely there were tensions. So I think it was only a matter of time until something happened, and it was just this that caused the ember. Mm. Uh, so I think yeah, definitely you're right. There probably was going to be something that happened, but we don't we can't say for sure. Obviously, you never know what happens. And yeah, we but, just got to. Just go into the multiverse and see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. What do you, Milo, what's what's your opinion? What do you think the world would be like today if those wars didn't happen? Not the sandwich, just those wars. Do you think we'd be 50 years back in time? That's a big fucking question. Isn't I mean, it? if yeah. they they'd never happen and we just went along, that's that's so fucking difficult because it's like I feel like all of culture and society as we know it is defined by those wars. Yeah, and yeah. literally so many Modern little history. things could have happened that caused big things. You yeah. don't know. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of like a... It's up to your imagination, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if, if, if you made it more basic and said that, like, no wars ever happened, so, like, the World War One, World War Two didn't happen, which didn't lead to the Cold War, which mm. didn't lead to the Afghan Afghan wars, nothing, none of that happened, I think we would pretty much be living like we're in the 50s or 60s right now. I think everything would be a lot more basic. Just like we a would... utopia sort of, sort of buzz. Kind of, yeah, well, pretty there, much. There would if, be many things still wrong with the I'm, culture, but sure technology-wise... Yeah, if we're looking at it technology-wise and we didn't have any wars that like those that happened, uh, we would... Um, if you pretty much just took World War One, Two, and all the other major wars up until now out of the equation, we'd, in technology, technology-wise, we would pretty much just be, I reckon, in the 50s or 60s right now. The problem with saying that is, like, sure, but humans are, like, completely and utterly designed for like fucking warring like yeah, so like true. no matter what it's not like if those wars never happened there'd just be some other kind of war that would happen yeah like no, we're, just, we're just looking for ways to f- scrap bro like <laughs> <laughs> those fucking so high school scraps is. it wouldn't be like there's there's world peace all of a sudden because no. it's human nature to just be like i don't mm. like what you have to say and i'm gonna take over your country and kill all your people because of it <laughs> bro those high school scraps <laughs> that people had they just fucking sorbet. Okay, so, alright, so sorry about that. We bloody had some technical difficulties. Um, the, ca- the card ran out. Yeah, we ran out of space on the card. Schmuckers. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about bloody sorbets or some shit like that. Some old bloody ice cream without the cream. Um, but I feel like it's it's probably a good point just to move on to the next main topic of Butterfly Effect. And the one... Before we, I know you wanted to talk about the Cuban Missile Crisis, but a little bit more important about than what you're about to talk about. Yeah, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, okay, I know, but I just very quickly, I f- feel like people might find it interesting. It is interesting. Um, it's about Lego. Yes, the bloody the toy, little plastic bricks. Wait, yeah. what's Lego? Don't know. How do you fuck? How do you explain Lego? Little plastic building bricks. brick. Yeah, a toy building brick to make little toy models. That sounds pretty stupid, bro. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so basically, in 1924, Ol Kirk Christensen's carpentry bu- uh, workshop burnt down, and that's why we have Lego. So, it's I'll explain a- that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting in depth. So, in Christensen's workshop, when it, when it burnt down, he built a much bigger one. Unfortunately, that's why the depression hit, and blah blah blah. Um, so because of that, after the thing burnt down, he had to get more creative. Um, 
Wait, so, hang on, explain that a bit more. So, um, he his shop burnt down, and then he had to build build a bigger one because of the great uh, the great. So there was limited resources, so he had to get more creative. So that's why, um, rather than building these houses, he was building kind of toy houses. Wait, essentially. so before the Great Depression, he was building houses. Well, he's a carpentry workshop. Yeah, so he he was building houses. Yeah. And then the Great Depression hit, and no one could afford houses. Yeah. So and he didn't have the resources for that. Yep. So um and, oh, and also people couldn't actually afford houses. Yeah. So he's <laughs> like simple as that. So he started building little model houses. Yeah. And um he basically became a toy maker from that. And then when plastic became more popular, that's when he started to implement the little building bricks that we know today. Yep. And um. Yeah. So, so from basically, I mean, it's it's literally as simple as that. But just because that factory burnt down, so yeah, he had a little factory that he was using to build houses, and that burnt down, and he built a bigger one. Mm. Um, and did instead, he build instead of making large houses, he made little small model houses made out of building bricks that fit together, which is Lego. Just because his original building built yes. a burnt down for the third time, yes. Yeah, damn. Well, I just want to make sure it's nice and clear. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I understand. Sorry, yeah. I'm being a dick. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, well, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> fuck Lego. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but I don't know. I feel like that's quite interesting because it's such a popular market now today. It's huge. Lego's like, massive. I mean, I grew up with Lego, and who um, didn't? Milo. I still don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Nah, yeah, fuck. I Lego, don't know. mate. Wait, were you a Lego Star Wars fan? Um, I didn't have a giant amount of Lego, actually. I had... Uh, do you Leave. guys remember? The third technical difficulties here. <laughs> uh, Milo is not able to resume. <laughs> I, was, I grew up on Waikiki, bro. Things were different. Do you guys remember, like, Moblox? Mo something? Moblox. No, nah, not I, might, I just remember there was, like... In, like, school, we had these... It was kind of like Lego, but it was, like, little plastic parts. Oh, and did and they have those to... little clips? Yeah, little clips. Was it, like, uh, block? Uh... Something... I can't Duplo remember was exactly. Also... I was thinking was also... of Roblox, but that's a game. No, yeah. I think it's... That's what my sister plays. Uh, was it Duplo? Duplo yeah. was owned... No, Duplo was owned by Lego. It was something... It was something like that. But I just remember that, and that was kind of fun. But, yeah, I remember... Definitely had Lego, but I don't think I went, like hearty like made full-on models and shit with it mm. what, like, i didn't what, buy what, the sets and what, stuff what did you because for me like for the first 10 years of my life i was an only child so a lot of what you know with the exceptions when my friends were around what have i what i did in my own time was just play with lego and just whatever mm. what did you find your main outlet was um i think I uh, probably playing outside, I guess. Like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, true. I used to live across live the road. <laughs> I used to live across the road from like a like a dog walking reserve with like trees and shit in it. So I'd go and like mountain bike around there and like. As a kid. Yeah. Well, like I don't know. Like, how long? How old were you when you said when you were sort of playing Lego and shit? Probably. Like, I was really into it when I was, like, six to ten. Right. I'd say when I was a kid, I, like, wasn't good at relying on myself for entertainment. So, like, I'd I'd always, like, try and hang out with 
people, I guess. Like, I wasn't good at, like... But, like, even... Entertaining if, myself, it would be like, I've got to go and hang out with someone and... Like, after yeah. school or something like that. Yeah. Mm. I, I've, I've learned better, like... I'm better at, sort of, being in my own company now, but I feel like I needed somebody there to, like... You need sort some of, Lego, that's yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> but, like, maybe if I had Lego... I would have been a different person. Bro, you know? Lego is pretty sick. If, it, if it, I jammed the Lego Star Wars game yeah. as a kid. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, I loved Lego Star Wars. I had Lego Batman, bro, and oh, Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, yes, yes. That shit was mean. I played them all. Played the video game? Yeah, oh, on, yeah. on PSP, bro. Fuck, that was pretty hard, wasn't it? That was uh, fucking sick. That was so sick. But I was, like, too dumb to figure... Because each level was, like, a puzzle that you had to figure out. <laughs> I was like... I couldn't get... I couldn't get past the first level. Because <laughs> I didn't get, like, that... That was the point of the See, game, is yeah. to figure it out. <laughs> so I was like... Fuck, I stopped playing it for ages. Um, and then I, like, got a walkthrough. <laughs> oh, I was going to say... Surely you weren't the guy to walk through. <laughs> Straight up, bro. Always the walkthroughs. I discovered that. And then I realized, oh, that's how you play Batman. It all clicked. <laughs> and to answer your question now, I did have PlayStation. PlayStation 2. True. Yeah. Oh, PlayStation. I was, like, I was, never, shit, al- I was never allowed that. PlayStation 2 was yeah. fucking sick. Did you have Buzz? Nah. Oh, I played that at my friend's house. Sp- I had Spy vs. Spy. I also play. That? I also nah. played that at my friend's house. That Great game. Such a good game. Bro. I think we've talked about this before. It's actually, it's yeah. the ultimate like one v one game. Mm. Nah, no, it's really good. I haven't heard of that game before. Actually, oh, it's definitely... you're joking. I'm serious. If they remade so it, bro, fun. I'd buy it. That so, and Simpsons Hidden Run. Did you ever read Mad Magazine comic? Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like every every issue of that that have like the spy versus spy comic strip, which oh, was just really? like it was pretty much just like. So the same format as like Tom and Jerry or the Roadrunner sort of buzz, like except they were both just trying to kill each other. There's like two little little cartoon guys. One was a black spy and one was a white spy and they dressed up like spies and they just try to kill each other in crafty ways. And the game was just like there were different maps with different like puzzles and shit on them and like obstacle courses. Yeah. yeah. And they were like part of the map, but you just Basically, you'd load in, and the other guy would load in, and you just one v one each other, and you'd like set traps and like have different weapons, and you'd like chase one guy down a corridor, and you'd like pull a lever, and he'd follow you down and like fall down a trap door and fucking oh bro, get wrecked. How, how have I not heard of this? It's game? so much fun, bro. Fuck, I missed out. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, fuck. I was playing Buzz. Buzz was the shit though. That was uh, also good. What was Buzz? Tally oh, bus. they like had like special controllers and shit for it. Um, Red button and like three. Yeah, it was like the ultimate shit. family game for PlayStation. Mm. It was just fucking so much fun. I don't know how you explain it, but like it was kind of um, like a. It's kind of like apps, the like short term yeah. games for a PlayStation. Um, Temple run kind of shit. Yeah, but like you'd have like these short mini games, and whoever won the most mini games would win the whole game. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was just fucking fun. It was such a good time. And they had like different uh, games for it. Like you'd have, uh, I remember there was the monkey one, and then there was a space one. Fuck, there was just, uh, can't, it was just a good time. I don't know how you explain Buzz. It was, just... I think, I, I think I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll, I will show you after the podcast, I'll show you some like videos and shit, but that was yeah. a good time. Um, but yeah I think Cuban Missile Crisis yeah going from about? PlayStation 2 Buzz games 
Yeah, fucking Lego, bro. Yeah, Lego. <laughs> Cuban Missile Crisis, end of the world. Um, well, I that back to the original point of the podcast, how everything could have changed if something didn't go how it did. Cuban Missile Crisis was a huge point. Literally, two the biggest forces in the world, two superpowers. Had all Russia these, and America. If they, they had all these nuclear weapons, pretty much aiming at each other, ready to just go, and they somehow managed to get defused. Imagine if it didn't go that way. That's all I'm saying. Well, we wouldn't be here. No. Well, that's the thing. What would be left? No, I feel like New Zealand potentially could have got left unscathed, but fuck, we would be screwed. The rest we would of the... have definitely faced like environmental repercussions, though. Hundred percent, something would have drifted over because they literally had so much shit ready to go. We would have had a. Sh- I reckon we would have been overrun with people, like refugees floating their way over yeah, and shit. Um, Australia, and New Zealand would be flooded. Yeah, it would. Have, it would just be like some sort of dystopian, overpopulated world. What would we do? Would we have just turn cunts away and let them die? Because this is in the mm. 60s, like, fuck. What was it, 62 or something? We probably got, we've got a decent amount of space. Yeah, but for the rest of society. Yeah, it's quite a big, <laughs> quite a big amount, hey. Yeah, for two small islands relatively compared to the rest of the world. Yeah, I don't think nuclear fallout would be good for anyone. Nah, because it would have affected us, I reckon, if it was as significant as we, we can imagine. Of course. Because, yeah. mm. like, what, imagine if America and Russia just dropped all of their nukes at the same time. America, Russia flattened. Uh, Asia, uh, parts of Southern America, or m- m- Middle and Southern America, just gone. Destroyed. Yeah. Two massive superpowers gone. Uh, Europe, just probably fucked. Um, Africa. Uh, probably this would have be- set off this chain reaction where every country was just like, fuck it. Yeah. Fire the nukes. Would yeah. they have gone to the ultimate war, World War Three, like the ultimate fucking war where literally everyone just like was for themselves, everyone was desperate for help, but no one wanted to help because they were, only had limited resources. But, but when looking at the Cuban Missile Crisis, I'm, I'm always surprised the fact that it didn't happen because, you know, these people are in such high positions. Imagine if one of them was, well, okay, maybe not suicidal, but just was like, if I'm going down everyone is going down with me kind of thing just had a fucked person it was a bit of a psychopath some yeah. some kind of tenant guy tenant yeah yeah, yeah. wait that's oh, yes, his mentality yes, yes, yes. no right no sorry it took <laughs> Leaving me, a me hanging like, but yeah like his his mentality is just kind of like if i can't have the world no one can yeah. you know Oh, you mean in the, in the new movie, Tenet, yeah. the russian the bad guy yeah if, if somebody had that sort of nihilist attitude but they're just like yeah Fuck it, because yeah, okay, in, in, push that, the button. in the movie, if you haven't seen Ten, there's an evil Russian guy who pretty much he's dying, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna die. Everyone else can die with me." Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, it easily could have been someone like that, and quite lucky we didn't have that. Yeah, it's. I think it's one of those things that's like it so easily could have happened, and it would have been nuclear fallout. Well, that's the thing though. Like, do we have like? Would the supporting government have been like, nah, surely we can't let the president just fucking have overriding power over this button, just, you know, like the control to decimate the world and create World War Three and potentially the end of the world as we know it? Or, or was it really up to one guy? Who knows? Well, it's interesting to think about that's one event 
that thankfully didn't happen and now we're living in this in this world we could apply that to the sandwich theory where I like the name yeah the sandwich theory fuck that's a great name coined by Luca and coined Ken by, um, oh yourself coined too by, coined yeah, by Milo you're the like, one that did it we were just we were just <laughs> talking about a sandwich you're the one that's made it the sandwich theory bro yeah but like we're we're living in a world where that particular event didn't happen so maybe to to answer your question from many minutes ago about what the world would be like if if World War One and Two never happened, is is I don't know, probably heaps of good things could have happened. Because maybe like the horrific events of those things, even though they themselves created all this technological advance, maybe they masked some amazing thing that humans would have done regardless. And Wait, if you... and because the Cuban Missile Crisis didn't happen, we were able to have the internet and all the culture from the 1960s and stuff. That is a fucking great point. Mm. That is a really interesting point. Because, yeah, we've looked at it from the negative aspect, but we've never really looked at the positive aspect. Like, what did we get from mm. it, right? Yeah, like, well, what... Yeah, yeah. Or what are we missing out on because of World War One and Two? Maybe we'd be way further advanced. Yeah, Who knows? because we didn't have all this like destruction. Yeah, because like yeah. even though there was heaps of creation, yeah, there was huge amounts of destructions on the same side and economic toll that yeah. every country had to rebound from. That is a really good point that I never thought. Because yeah, we're all so nihilistic and like fucking yeah, we we only had good shit because we were so desperate. But, mm. like, what if we had all of this shit to our advantage and we weren't in the economic despair and uh, we didn't have heaps of people just killed and um, cities flattened and all this shit and we were in the place that we were doing all right, we could have actually been better off for it and created better shit for, um, because of it. Yeah. That is a really good point. And the, the Cuban Missile Crisis is just, like, one of those things that's like, fuck yeah, that didn't happen. Like we got all this cool we're, shit now. <laughs> we're yeah. living in the alternate reality of, like, maybe in the, uh, another timeline, World War Two and World War One happened, and also the Cuban Missile Crisis happened. Yeah, and it would just be full-on, you know, it would just be Dark Ages again. Mm. It'd be yeah. like a fat fucking setback. And yeah. then people would be having that conversation even though the technology wouldn't be capable. But it's like, what if it didn't happen? Yeah, but yeah. we, but we are living looked, in that. But we've never looked at if World War One and World War Two never happened, mm. we could have been better off for it, just like we were better off for not having the Cuban Missile Crisis unfold. That is a really interesting point. Something I've never... Thank you, Milo, for this inspiring <laughs> fucking... Holy shit, my mind is blowing up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I just thank Asahi Bear. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Asahi Bear. Sponsored by the sandwich. Sponsored by. We wouldn't have Asahi Bear without the sandwich. True. Oh, let's not Google when Asahi <laughs> Bear is today because <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it. Actually it actually predates everything. I'm it's doing 10,000 it right BC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The samurais drank Asahi. Straight up. Hold on. What about fucking the Mongols, Mark? What about them? Like Genghis Khan, he, they say he's got like a million direct relatives because oh, he, he just yeah. fucked on. so much. Before we go on to that, I fucked myself. Asahi Bear established in 1889. Fuck. Uh, That's pretty decent. That's yeah, a good track. So good, pretty good. good on them, but like I fucked my, my idea of Asahi being because of... That old. Yeah. Yeah, we should have just let it be a mystery. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> um... What were you saying? Sorry. 
Uh, I think I was just talking about Genghis Khan, like the fact that he was like the biggest fucker-upper of shit mm. in history. He pretty much was like the Nazi party back in the day. When, when was he, he around? succeeded. I don't even know. Like thousands. Um, probably he, BC. He was... I don't think born, it was BC. No, no it was AD. He was yeah, born yeah. in 1162 and oh, died yeah. in 1227. Yeah. So, well, AD. Um, and he was the... Well, he was the, obviously the leader of the Mongol Empire, which became the largest uh, contin- uh, contagious of, empire in the world after his death. So he was one of the biggest leaders of the biggest well, empires. They say if without Genghis Khan, there would be a billion extra human beings alive on Holy the planet right fuck. now. Because he, he killed so many people back in the day. He killed mm. like like upwards of like 50 million people. Oh, and, that's, and that's this is what, like on horseback. Yeah. Early this is without thousand, huge weapons and machines. Yeah. He, he and his army were just so good at fucking shit up. So this is the lowest estimate. Like, direct deaths yeah. is 40 million people. Yeah. Jesus. He was, Holy shit. He was a gangster. And, like, he, he has, like, <laughs> like, all these unknown riches. He, he, like, destroyed Chinese dynasties. And he made, he made all his way, like, across Europe. Like, he was the... In in Britain and stuff, like he was the boogeyman, and people were going like, "I hear there's this man in far away lands who's coming. He's like a dark force, and he's coming to destroy everything." Mm. And it was just like he would come and destroy everything. He'd just come in waves and just what, fuck up armies because they'd constantly underestimate him. What? Yeah, I was gonna say, what was it about him that would make him so powerful? Was it just their strength and military-wise, or basically they grew up. So the Mongolian people and everyone in that sort of area, it's called the steppe. Um, okay. Sort of, it's like, it's it sort of breeds like this really trippy like warrior race where it's just like such harsh conditions and the way of life is so hard that it just like creates this intense like similar warrior the, lifestyle. Similar to the Spartans or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So they got really good at this type of warfare that was sort of back in those days was like kind of unmatched because they were super agile because they were all on horseback and they were Mm. super accurate with archery and bows so they had these recurve bows that would fully like they would be pointing forward like this i can't really explain it for a podcast but i'm just going to gesture so the bow would look like this with the string at the front and they would they would pull it back all the way so it looked so it was like completely opposite so holy shit so the amount of force from it would just snap back and but the the question is did they take six foot arrows like the sentinels pretty much probably like they were incredibly strong like the the amount of force required to pull that back was like incredible strength so they were like it it was like matt like a man could arm that like it wasn't a machine or anything yeah it was just it was just men and they were just all on so that he was really good at strategy and every soldier was like super capable and they was like really good at horseback riding really good at archery and so it basically just meant their lifestyle trained them any better than any of the other armies could mm. and also it helped that all the armies underestimated them so they were just why like sort that, of though? why why would they underestimate I them i don't know i can't remember because this is just, just a podcast what? that i'm, I'm regurgitating yeah. right now yeah but yeah. like they were just sort of think like oh 
Whatever. We'll, we'll, we've got a huge army. We'll be able to handle it. And they would just fuck them up every time. And so they'd just go from Eastern Europe all the way to... They got to, like, Germany and shit. Well, they got nearly to Britain. I was going to say, Christ. one of the reasons why they were the most successful armies, I just did a quick little research on this, uh, is he was one of the first, if not the first, um, army general or leader to engage in international, international po- um, postal systems. So he would have yes. like a really broad spectrum of... Um, well, knowledge and wealth coming back to him, so he knew what the fuck was going on, and he could just. When he these just, other forces didn't have that. No, much, they so. knew what was going on in their own country, but they didn't know what the fuck was going on elsewhere. They had to guess where he knew yeah. exactly what was going on. So communication was his biggest. They had strength. like a horse yeah. network system. They had like <laughs> oh, posts fuck. set up where they just have one guy hussing on the horse just fucking boom 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 <laughs> give a message to them and then just send it, give it to the next guy just like passing the baton yeah and so but, like and that would be in another country like potentially an enemy country and they could send that back right back to home base and they knew what the fuck dedicated. was going on so they could destroy whatever the fuck was going on mm. yeah but he would like he would go into villages and like he was just completely and utterly ruthless mm. so like his whole thing was spreading paranoia and fear so he would purposefully he wouldn't do it all the time but he'd kill everyone in the village women and children included and stack their bones and shit up into mountains and like Jesus. leave one person to send the message to the next village like from, you oh, might okay, as well so surrender that village yeah you might as well surrender now because they're just gonna fuck you up well, would, and everybody was... would just be like nah we'll be able to handle them and he just over on them again well Jesus. i was i was gonna say that's exactly i was just from what i was reading from history.com um he they he rarely left a score unsettled so he literally like he would not fucking stop until everything was his mm. like the man would literally destroy everything like nothing would stop everything was his there could be no one not under his rule yeah like the man didn't stop until it was his a hundred percent yeah. He was completely dominated everything. Even from the smallest little settlements, it was his. Yeah. Fucking complete control. And, um, like, because it wasn't after he died, the name of Khan was passed on, similar to Julius Caesar. Yeah, like, it was Kublai Khan, like his sons. and. Fun well, fact was... for you, Genghis wasn't even his real name. Huh. What was it? Um... Carl. <laughs> his name was Carl. His name was... Oh, fuck. There's also, um, like, heaps of generations before him from that area that would fuck shit up as well. Like, Attila the Hun was from the same place. Okay. Which is, like... They would they were just, like... People in that area would just fuck stuff up. And... But Khan was just, like, the most successful of them. Yeah. Well, right. fun fact, here you go. His original way, name... I'm gonna butcher this. is like, Timu, Timunjin. Timunjin. Which oh. would pretty much means uh, of iron or blacksmith. Yeah. Hearty yeah. Count. Yeah, and then he uh, changed his name to Genghis Khan in tw- uh, 1206 uh, when he became the, pro- uh, the pro- proclaimed leader of the Mongols at a tribal meeting known as the Kuruchi. Oh, fuck, I absolutely butchered that. <laughs> listen, listen to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History on Genghis Khan. Is it's it a YouTube? Or? It's, it's a podcast series. It's fucking so good, bro. I listened to it when I was in the vineyards, and it was just tripping me out. What eh? was his name again, sorry? Dan Carlin. Dan Just Carlin. search up Hardcore History. Hardcore History, okay. Yeah. So is, is he a good. historian, just knows yeah. so much shit. And this whole thing is like, 
going against revisionist history which is like sort of i guess and similar to butterfly effect like even though these guys did horrible things we wouldn't have the things we have now without them doing what he they was did against that or he disagrees yeah, he's with against that. it because it's pretty much like you're saying to to equivalent it to something more recent to us is like oh man it's so good we had the nazis because we have all of this shit because of the results of world war one and two you know so you're and saying it's just like it's podcast like, is a fraud no <laughs> yes i'm saying it's just like you can't take out the the human life factor and the fact that you can like heaps of people were saying Genghis Khan set up all these great things for us, but also he killed tens of millions of people. Oh yeah, and he's yeah. a fucked cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not out here saying bloody Hitler was a good cunt just yeah. because we. But that's sort of the underlying theme of the podcast, right, which is okay. quite interesting. All right, all right. But I've also was kind of thinking with the fact that this links into time travel. And that oh, classic time yes. time travel trope in in those movies. If you change something in the past, yeah, it, it will fuck up everything in the future. Right. And we can literally apply this butterfly effect thing to fucking everything in recent history. Just like you know those movies do. It's just like yeah. oh, if you if you Back kill a mosquito future. in this time, then it'll be World War Three in the future. <laughs> well, that's literally why it's called butterfly effect. It's like oh. If a butterfly flaps its wings, it can cause a tornado or some shit. I don't. Well, I don't, yeah, yeah, no, that's right. It's the smallest, like the smallest thing, as such as a butterfly's beat of its wings, can have such a detrimental effect down the road, or or just a effect down the road. I think recently, though, the the tenet way of approaching the time travel trope um, is quite an interesting one. It's like it's it's all inevitable. Like time travel doesn't affect anything. Like it doesn't change the anything. grandfather effect. Yeah, like it doesn't. It, it, it never. It's like, what's going to happen is always going to happen. Yeah, like the time travel thing. It's it's always happened. Like so, yeah. let's say the time the time traveler was Sandwich Man. Yeah. He like if we went back and killed him. Well, well yeah. no, that's the thing. If no. you went back and killed him, that was always going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like so what we can't... would have now would be a different reality because yeah, it was that always just wouldn't be yeah. That's the thing that's always tripped me up about... It's good Tenet sort of, like, addresses that, even though I, I'm... I never really got Tenet. I just like the explosions and shit in it. <laughs> yeah. But when I, when I, whenever time travel is a factor in movies, I always overthink the shit out of it. Because I'm just thinking, like, well... Like, in Terminator, for example, I'm just like, well, if they went back in time and did that, then... It technically never happened because it's already, it's already been done. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's, it's hard. It's so hard it, to explain. But it's it like it might in, as well have never happened. Yeah. But then in some know? ways it, it kind of plays into the Godfather effect. Like he he goes and does this and saves it. But like it was always gonna. Mm. Oh, it's such a. This is the thing. Time it's travel an easy. So it's, but it's it's a more of an easy solution to the time travel theory, right? Like it, rather than going back and it changes something and changes our reality, but it's like wouldn't that have happened in the first place or whatever? That literally is just the tenant approach because it just literally always happened, and yeah. that's what we know. Hundred percent. So more of what I was saying before. It's like our reality is. Let's say. Prince of People, whatever his name was, the Serbian assassin. That killed us. He was the time traveler yep. because he knew. He, you know, like, 
it just happened because he was the time traveler. He it, it's knew like what if he, if he, to go to. If he was in the future, like wanting to cause a war, and he went back to to cause the war, thinking that it would change the reality, it doesn't. It just makes a different universe. This is getting too deep and complex. Yeah, <laughs> but just because it happened. Yeah, well, yeah, it's the whole Godfather, um, or the Granddad. Uh, theory grandpa always, grandpa theory grandpa was always going to happen so you're That's, always going to happen so ah oh, that makes a bit more sense because I never really like tried to make sense of Tenet it felt just too big for me to be like try and make sense of it it's, it's one but, of those so you're just saying it's just creating rewatch. another reality rather than no, well, it's the, well, same well, reality. the same reality it's the same reality it was always going to happen like whatever Neil did in Tenet Mm-hmm. Like let's say it's like oh, but what happens if he did something differently? But that's what happened. Like there's you know like if yeah. he did something different, there that is the reality that we have. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. But then all right. I don't know. Again, it just gets so confusing. It's like you know right at the end, it's like what happens if he didn't de- didn't decide to do what he did? Or like oh no no um the protagonist's character, you know how he hires Neil, and that's the whole thing. Because they've had a long relationship. Wom's if he in the future decides not to hire Neil, so then that kind of just paradoxes the whole thing. Well, that's the whole point. It, it, it just it does, it's so hard to fucking talk about because yeah. it's like, oh well, then you that didn't happen. You do a whole episode on today. Oh, fuck yeah! It's just I've seen it twice. Already? Yeah. <laughs> wow, you're a professional. I am. I really he, uh, want he, to know. Well, he understood it like. I feel like a I have a good. First I, have, I feel like I have a good grasp on that movie. Hmm. Yeah. Like, what's a, what's a query you have with that film? Yeah, let me answer your questions. I don't know. Bro. It's, it's hard I to just, pinpoint one, right? I've, I, I'd probably like to have a second go at it, mm, but I, I highly just, recommend with yeah. subtitles on. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not that bad. I so it's so like, bro, what about the scene when he's on the like uh, on the American boat? Cup? Yeah, that's boat. atrocious. Yeah. Ter- and the oh. and the beginning, those are the two like worst parts. And then you can kind of, and it's not as horrible. I don't know. Like I just, I just, me and my dad were just both taking it on the layer of like, hey man, this is a cool action movie. <laughs> like you don't really have to like you can just operate purely on the basis of like. There's a bad guy who's going to do some bad shit, and there's a good guy who's going to stop him. And it looks and that's, fucking cool. And it looks fucking cool, and cool shit happens. And there's, like, people going backwards and stuff. And that's enough for you to be but, entertained. But for me, I found it so frustrating, because I wanted to understand the story, and there was just those certain things where it was like... I mean, you didn't seem to find it too bad, or you understood it, but I just... There were so many scenes that I just skipped on, because I couldn't understand I was what definitely... All the exposition and stuff, I was like that as well. Like, I was finding that frustrating. It's yeah. only when I came to that... I only came to that sort of after the fact, when my dad uh, talked to me about it. Right. And I was like, okay, I can appreciate it for that. Bro, I felt but, like I sat down watching that movie, and I had, like, had a mental notebook, and I was like, oh, yes, this happened, and I uh, understand this because <laughs> this happened. I was fucking going hardcore, but I watched, like, a little bit of um, pre, like, uh, I don't know what you call it, just pre-shit to understand, to the, help me understand. There's mm. a, um, if you want to understand that movie more, Milo, like, I showed Cameron this, and it helped me understand it a little bit more, was, I think it's a channel called New Rockstars, and they basically just do a breakdown of the film. But and, it, and I felt like that's pretty much the shit that I was thinking that it's put yeah, on a piece of paper. Was yeah, really good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched. I I read so like heaps of plot analyses and and reviews and stuff after I watched it, 
and like so many points in it, I was like, wait, that's that was a point in in the movie. That was I, there was so many aspects where I, was like, I completely <laughs> did not pick up on that at all. Uh, <laughs> but I think and I think that's why it's been getting so many negative reviews is because people are leaving not understanding it. Yeah. It's unfair in some ways because it's, oh, it it's such a smart it movie. Is. But I mean, we had this conversation with Solomon a few weeks back. It's like, actually, yeah, like it is one of those films that kind of does warrant a rewatch. 100%. But right. I, why I, should a film do that? Like, I like the fact that films can, like, you watch it a second time and you discover new things. But I don't think a film watching, like, it requires a second watch to understand the full thing. I think it should be you watch it a second time and you pick up on new cool things. Well, let's break it down a little bit. Films are made to make money, right? And if you watch that movie twice, they're nah, making but, twice the amount of money, bitch. Avatar, the dumbest movie of all time. But I watched that shit like four times in cinemas, I'm pretty sure. That's Jesus. right. As a little kid. Yeah. Was well, that, that's all yeah. I'm saying. I went back twice within like a week to fucking understand that movie. Yeah, but I feel but, like it's too challenging for most people to be oh, like, 100%. I've got to go back and watch it a second time. Oh, I feel like most people are like... I am definitely reaching a little bit when I say that. But yeah. also, if that was really his motive, like going back to the, you know, monetization of it, he's released it. it at the wrong time because people are going to be less inclined of all times for cinema. People are going to be less inclined now to go rewatch it a second time. Nah, especially I th- in America because of the whole coronavirus. I shit. Th- I think he just did it because he. Well, I think this is what he normally does, but his brother wasn't there to moderate what he was putting out into mm. the fucking movie universe um and he just went full fucking christopher nolan and wrote some crazy shit well he's always had an obsession with time and this is just like the most intense version of and his as i said his brother what's his name um jonathan nolan jonathan nolan wasn't there to like make it understandable so Mm. he just went full on nutso and fucking made a crazy ass goddamn movie and he made his passion film that no one could understand. Yeah, and I'm sure he's fucking stoked. And but, but, it's still a great movie, yeah. but really but confusing. Was it was it you that was saying this, or was it my friend Solomon who was saying like he's made a film that he has had an idea for because he's going to write the script for four or five years, and he's had that in his head, and he fully understands it, but he's turning it into a two-hour yeah, movie. Was that you yeah, that was yeah. saying that? Yeah. Do you want to explain it more? Like I was just I. What I was thinking is that this is like his, his. I don't know if it's his, he sees it as his masterpiece or not. No matter what, he's been writing it for fucking years, and it's it's definitely a script complicated enough to be written over that amount of time, and so he, over these years, has figured out every little loophole, made it the perfect script. Even though it's super complicated, he spent enough time on it to figure it all out perfectly. He understands it perfectly in his head. But that's over a five-year mm. time span, he, he, and we're watching it over a two-hour time span, and we're supposed to get all of that five years of work in one two-hour sitting, mm. and it's like, it, it that's why it has to be watched at least a second time, if yeah. not a third or fourth or fifth time, because yeah. it's like, that's five years of work where one line of dialogue might be a hugely important piece of exposition and if you don't hear it on your first viewing then you're fucked bro Mm. that's like some fucking mad pressure on the brain that's a lot of shit you have to take into one yeah exactly that's literally bro I don't know it's just because he's gotten numb to the fact that audience is seeing they're seeing this for the first time right whereas he is he's used to the idea he's used to the concept and then it kind of goes back to that thing does did what 
did Jonathan Nolan do with his other films? Like maybe he was the one to kind of have that outside perspective and refine things. Yeah. But in a purely like art perspective, like that's acceptable if he still provides all the information that's key to get the movie, and he can still like he's made it his his perfect piece, and he feels like he's explained everything perfectly, and he's addressed the themes perfectly. Then that's fine. Like. Mm that's still cool it just means you have to watch it more than once to get it mm. and it's like maybe it's still the, a complete piece of work yeah i mean maybe this was his best you know interpretation of the concept right like this is what we saw was the best way he could explain it and Fuck, maybe that's seriously and, well we we just don't know because it's <laughs> yeah. like because maybe the best way to show or tell that story was through a mini series or something else you know right yeah. like it's just a concept that maybe just isn't fit for film because people aren't going to get it the first time so if you were able to develop that I mean obviously bring in extra scenes and something develop, developing it and maybe forwarding more of the characters then people have more time to understand that theory of time travel and what the fuck is actually going on then people would understand it more and it might do better mm-hmm. I don't know it's an interesting thing to look at alright here's a question go on Speaking of time travel and butterfly effect and things, if there's any, there's any point, yeah, exactly, bro. (laughs) If there's any point in time that you could go back and change things, like where would you go and what would you do? Nothing. God, man, I I feel like you're specifically asking going back and changing something, but yeah, it could be killing Hitler if you wanted to be annoying. (laughs) (laughs) It's like. Maybe I'd stop that man eating a sandwich first of all, mm-hmm. um, but the if I had the ability to time travel, I'm always just so curious to see what the future is going to hold. So I feel like that. I mean, it's not really answering your question at all, but it's more. I'm always going to be more curious about what can what would have happened, mm. or what what is going to come, rather than what what can I change. Yeah. Because like it's kind of a it's kind of like lucky dip, eh? Because yeah. you don't really it know what what's going to happen if you change it. It's like you're kind of taking a gamble, yeah, and, and hoping that you're making a good difference, but it could fuck the world up. Well, well, exactly. I mean, again, it just goes back to the fucking sandwich theory because the tiniest thing you might change something in your mind for the better, but then by you doing that again, it just fucking right. Let me just, and just let me simplify things. the question. Just watch the bloody Umbrella Academy. That explains it quite well. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're, they're fucking, they try and change shit for the best, but it literally makes shit worse by yeah. going back into the past. Yeah, or, or back to the future too. He goes, b- yeah. you know, and fucks everything. Well, yeah, right. sorry, I'll that retract that sim- question. Yeah, okay, sorry. Nah, it's done. Oh, <laughs> it's done? Why? No. Well, my, my update to that question is like, uh, <laughs> if you could go back in time, what would you change? But then it's kind of redundant because it's like you could you could pick any negative thing in history and just be like, I don't want that to happen anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then unfortunately, something probably either just as bad or worse. We'll than okay, we we'll okay, okay, even at a simpler. Very okay, cynical what type? What, what point? In, what point in time would you guys want to go back to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah if, we, if we could, if we could only go back. Um, uh, I think it would have to be for me. Something that we can't visually see, like you know, we even though as fascinating as fascinating as it would going back a hundred years ago or something, we still have some idea of what life was like. Yeah, I recorded think, human history at that yeah, point. Yeah, like like visually. Oh and, yeah, with photos and shit. Um, but I think you know, going back to you know the 1600s or something like that. 
Can't, I, would, I would just love to see what the Romans were like chilling the Greeks and the Romans. That shit would have yeah. been insane to yeah. see. Yeah. Just anything that we can't really see. Or yeah. that we don't we don't have any like We underestimate how fucking pivotal cameras were. Like literally snapshot um, snapshotting a point in time. Do we underestimate that? Oh, uh, I think some people do. Like, do do you ever take a moment and go, fuck, we would never see this shit again? Like you'll never physically see this point in time again mm. ever again um without the i mean i kind cameras. of have thought about that like you see the vlogs i feel like on, people don't yeah i mean it's like i was thinking the other day it's like you see the vlogs on youtube and it's like as toxic as some of them may be in 50 years that shitty vlog could be quite interesting because it is an insight on that world you know yeah it's I, like it has made me think like should i just go around walking in queen street for you know just for myself so in 30 years i can go back and be like fuck that's what it was like in the bloody two, 2010s the 2020s you know just so i can kind of relive that experience and because we've been gifted with the technology the uh, tech <laughs> Oh, technology technology <laughs> colonization technology um the technology of cameras you know and we can literally video our yeah, life essentially. I, I still think people underestimate like they're like they look at an old photo from however old and they're like oh that's really cool but like i don't think people understand the significance in which that represents like you would have no fundamental idea of what that would look like you would just hear stories or like when you think of genghis khan you think of like yes men riding on horses and you have an understanding of what they may have been wearing but i just read people don't even know what genghis khan looked like you have no actual understanding of what it looked like you have no attachment to it eh? zero and having a photograph is like a really really it's that classic thing a picture tells a thousand words it really does and ever since i was a little kid like even cameras were invented in this time, but in the 1960s and 50s, like, do you guys, this sounds really stupid, but do you guys still, like, imagine things back there being black, black and, and white? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, like, no, like, it doesn't sound stupid, because I feel like a lot of people think that way, like, yeah, it's, colour wasn't invented until like, colour camera like, was invented. Humans would have seen things exactly the same as we see everything now, but it was just like, mm, the world was just a, fucking different place yeah, yeah. real color no, that's so true yeah but then i think this is I an interesting thing about that like yeah. if we spoke like to our parents for instance like well my, i don't know how your parent hold how old your parents are but my dad was born in 19, old bro my dad was born in 1962 so he's pretty old as well how was your parents mum 1960 dad 19... 1961 okay so oh, we're pretty, our yeah, parents so pretty same. similar yeah yeah so like, you've oh. both got big mustaches <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well they're Inside old joke. <laughs> our parents are old okay anyway, anyway but so they would have seen the 60s and 70s and obviously and what own... we see life now right yeah just they would just be fucking... like a normal memory mm. but as we see the 1960s we'd be like motherfucker that's literally like black and white old yeah. school like... and it's and it's something people only our generation would kind of understand right yeah no if like you were we don't... older you wouldn't think of that you'd be like nah that's just the we've, 60s bro we've always had video in our life yeah As, i mean even though it's been you know it's not what it is now but it's always been there we can always go back like i know my grandparents have videos of me as like a two-year-old or whatever and it's you know we, they are seeing that in their perspective right yeah 100 percent but we're seeing in a completely different perspective. We see our own generation and now through our own eyes, but we see 
their generation through a camera lens yeah. which i think is the fundamental difference and then that obvious disconnect through yeah. black and white color and then you take that further into the gener- generation where they didn't have cameras and how the fuck are you supposed to imagine that and you i can't and i definitely have thought about that before it's like it's crazy to think like you think about your family members like we i i have a photo of my great grandfather right so i know what he looks like what was it like before that like in the 1800s like you wouldn't really know what especially the lower class in economy you who wouldn't have the budget for photographs when they're relatively new at the time or paintings even it's like you wouldn't have a concept of what they look like right no and all i have to say is this is all thanks to that sandwich without that sandwich we wouldn't know well actually <laughs> when when were cameras invented oh this is bullshit i'm just oh, fucking fuck. with you ben jones six, stop six, quizzing me bro <laughs> um, 1600s bro well, not not 1600s? the not not the camera, but the concept of the camera. Yeah. Well, like, wasn't the first sort of photograph like the pinhole thing? Yeah, yeah. You know? It's like of a oh, castle. Oh yeah. Or something. So that was the idea. Oh fuck! I studied this in physics because it was an inverted um, yeah. image in a tent. Yeah. Was and it a tent? They had like a lens to flip it up the right way because it was upside down. Oh, that was that was probably later on. But but the first yeah. one I this was. was in I thought a this was the first tent. photo. This is what we were showing fuck's that uh, yeah what is that <laughs> that's just some black and white mess um well no but Your the first, first photo the first oh, idea yeah. that was the one that ben jones showed us i remember or well, whoever it was the, craig or some the shit the first idea of a photo was captured when a it was, uh, it was a it long was, time ago and there was, was probably asleep in that lecture <laughs> but there was a there was a guy in a tent and there was a small hole in the tent that, and it projected um the light into the that small wasn't hole. a photo that's no 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 but first. this is the idea yes yes yeah. no you're completely right on that yeah on that regard and but it printed an actual photo yeah no well the idea was this image reflected through this hole and reversed on a, the other side yes. of the no um, we, tent. we were also taught that like it was mm. like that's some it. physics shit man some physics shit we won't yeah. we, we won't get yeah. fucking no ready. i'm not gonna get into that yeah just because okay so what was so your time was the romans i would like to go and see the romans romans How about you mate can i say egyptians would be pretty cool fuck yeah, yeah. True, actually that would be pretty hard it was all the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, before yeah. we carry on, the first picture ever taken was in 1826. Not fact-checked, but just first Google. Sounds legit response. to me. Yeah. Sounds pretty legit. I'd go to the 70s. Fuck. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I was going to say no, 60s, to be yeah. honest. So. 60s or 70s. No, but yeah. I think that's a kind of a different question like i would also say that but that's a time to live you know like i'd yeah. want to live in that yeah, exactly, era exactly bro but to living visit, yeah like i would like i wouldn't you know i'd want imagine if i went to the some... 70s i'd you know i'd want to stay longer I Probably, but, I mean, imagine... again it's it's what we see now it's like we see the 70s like oh so amazing great music kind of shit but like you know i know I'd... i know without a doubt the lifestyle would have been sick in the 70s because i've read too many biographies of surfers in, the, in, in those days yeah. and it was literally just fucking traveling to these random countries and getting fucked up on drugs and then surfing it's just so sad like, I'd go to Woodstock 69 oh yeah. facts god that damn be... look at us hipsters <laughs> <laughs> bro if anyone knew about fucking Woodstock they would want to go yeah, well, yeah fuck most yeah. people have you seen that Ang Lee movie about Woodstock no no Oh, yes. Was it it's not the 1969 Woodstock? Is it? Yeah, Wood- it's about it's like just like how Woodstock got set up. Oh, true. That and would it's be just like a, it was just like a family who ran a motel in this random like field and bumfuck nowhere, and 
they got hit up by these, I guess, well, like, producers and music industry people, and they were like, oh, your field looks fucking mean, bro, can we set up this, this festival, and it was like this family in this, like, you know, just running a motel that's barely getting by, and they released the lineup, and like, millions of people turn up oh my and like they're just like they're the only real sort of like source for people to rely on at the festival so like they're providing sort of everything like all the water millions of bottles of water yeah they're going they're going off like business is great for them and the son the son's like this young sort of i think he's i can't remember if he's gay or not but he's like young jewish gay guy and he's like walking around the festival and it's like just completely different reality from what he's used to everyone's like tripping on drugs and shit and it was like because it's angly like this is a really cool like tripping sequence with all the cgi and shit shit when was this made i don't know it's quite it's quite it's like it's all right it's not I, a bit like the acid trip scene's pretty cool i'm very curious about this yeah, now. Same. yeah. i want to watch this shit right now i mean it's I'll... cool it's definitely cool because it's like it kind of shows you like tries to show what Woodstock was. It w- I mean, it would probably be a bit about a gay guy. Especially, mm. you know, I mean, if it was after Brokeback Mountain, because that was also Ang Lee. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. But yeah, um, it was cool, like, seeing the the amount of people that went, and, like, just the amount of people that didn't even get into the festival. Because, like, there was only one... Really? Because it was such a small town, there was only one road getting in. Yeah. And it was just blocked up with hundreds of thousands of cars. So even the highway getting to the festival was its own festival. People... Because <laughs> like, it was like the traffic was so fucked that they just set up their own, like, stalls selling fruit and shit. <laughs> one dollar acid <laughs> fucking yeah, tabs. pretty oh, much. That's yeah. a great photo if you've yeah. ever seen that. Yeah. I By the way, I searched it up. Um, if you've ever seen this, like, a stock photo and it's this, these hippies selling... Um, Acid for one one dollar US. Um, so I said one to her about U, uh, well, US, twenty-six USD. Yeah, so, mm. yeah, twenty-six dollars so USD, it's which not is not even that good. No, no, it's about <laughs> almost fifty dollars New Zealand. Yeah, fifty what bucks. Are you fucking joking me? Fifty yeah. bucks. It's for like people, one tab of see, acid. People see that photo like, oh my god, one dollar for an acid tab. Yeah, let me have some of that. Yeah, let me You're fact check real quick. Off. Yeah. You're getting ripped off. Bro, right? I would want one 25 was, cents or some shit. One dollar was that much in the 60s. Yes. Yeah. One dollar was 26 dollars and something cents USD. Fuck. That is some bullshit. If I, if I was spending that much for a tab of acid, I was expecting to go to the moon and back, bro. Mm. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. DMT or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's pretty ridiculous, but... Quick fact check. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, that's the one. You see the the hippies on the side of the road. One dollar acid. That's the one. Fuck. Ah, uh, hippies. Brutal. Yeah, they look fucking legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy, um. Holy moly, we've covered some ground. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how long are we after the technical difficulty? I'll just. Check. What's the time? It's midnight, bro. Okay, so we've gone for another hour after that technical technical Fuck. difficulty. So You're we've joking. been going for an hour, uh, over two hours, two hours and twenty minutes probably. Roughly, I mean, yeah. If Holy we were Joe Rogan, we'd go for another three hours. Yeah, that's why we've only halfway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're pussies. We could almost release it in two parts. Yeah, we could, but we're not. 
<laughs> we'll talk about this tomorrow. That was very sudden. Yeah. But we're not. No, Luke is looking at me like, mm, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Just thinking, bro, maybe do people... Because we've been talking less of the sandwich theory, the second after the technical technical We could. We'll, we'll discuss it tomorrow. Or maybe later, I'm not sure. I'm not in the state of mind to talk about that right now. <laughs> That's grumpy. What you been doing? That's grumpy hit me. He's high on life. I am high on life. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like probably we've... We've covered a lot. Yeah. A lot of the World War... I think that was one thing. of the more interesting ones because it mm. covers so much. I think what we're trying to say in general though is just like... What we know in modern history now, basically... A lot of it we owe to the or the wars. And all the sandwiches that eat us out yeah. there. We yeah. want to thank <laughs> you. Yeah, <laughs> true. You yeah. guys keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on eating sandwiches. Princip, thank Who you. Who knows? Maybe you'll change history mm. one day. Literally, if you've got but, a gun with you and you're eating a sandwich, go shoot that man. But no, <laughs> but that's actually something. <laughs> I that is a message from Mark and the Aliens podcast. If no, you're eating recl- a sandwich, listening to this podcast right now, shoot the first person you see in front of you. <laughs> I would like to retract that statement instantly. <laughs> no, that is from Cam. What's your last name? Cam? No, no, Richards. No, no. Oh, Cam, Cam Richards, Richards no. approves this message. No. Shoot <laughs> anyone right no, now no. if you're eating a sandwich. Can you imagine if this podcast, especially got- if they're called France? <laughs> Imagine if this podcast got big one day and someone listened to that and I caused a fucking mass shooting. I would well hate you. Cunts. I would almost be like, I would almost just be like, well, it's kind of their fault for listening to us. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Um, well, fuck, fuck you, cunts. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, th- I'm not thanking the wars, but. Just, there was some good stuff that came out of it if you're yeah, trying to get a draw, glass half full kind of thing draw a, sil- draw a silver lining from it yeah yeah it was pretty horrible shit that came out of it and a lot of unnecessary obviously, suffering obviously, but, but we need to be thankful for some shit that came out of mm-hmm. it but yeah as hard as it is yeah and I guess one thing maybe we should take away is the smallest thing that you can do has a ripple effect like yeah going so, to the store and eating a sandwich if don't you... underestimate anything in life yeah anything so, you do can make a huge consequence later on so if you're just doing nothing at home and you think about doing something care for what you think don't do hey, that thing yeah <laughs> don't do that thing bed. don't do yeah. anything don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> be that's a the bum. moral of the story <laughs> yeah. be a don't bum. do anything ever <laughs> because you could cause world war three I know you're picking your nose right now. <laughs> Potentially taking a Stop shit. Stop it. Stop it right now. Uh, that is the nose pick that ruined the world. <laughs> we'll be doing another podcast in 20 years yeah, on this card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we predicted the future. Oh, uh, yes. All right. Well, thanks again, Milo, for jumping along. It's been good, lads. Again. Yeah, cheers, yeah. bro. And uh, we'll see you next week for... Who knows what at the moment? We actually don't have another planned one, but we'll we'll figure something yeah. out. Maybe we'll get Matt Olds on. Holy Matt Olds. Come join us, you bastard. <laughs> love to have a catch-up. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Birds can fly.